This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable. Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. The TalkSport fan network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. So, the only thing left to say is, you win... Order now on the McDonald's app and you can also get rewards points delivered too so that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus. Rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Welcome to the Chelsea Fancast, fueled by Guinness, powered by Celery, the show that always does its homework during the international break. Now, it seems that Frank Lampard and Jody Morris got their heads together during the international break to see what they could do to stop Chelsea's defence looking so porous. The solution? A change in formation to, well, no one really seemed to know. Was it 352, 343? Or three four two one, which is what I like to call the Ted Rogers formation. <laughs> well, uh, it didn't. It didn't really matter. It didn't, it didn't, there you go. It didn't really matter. There he goes. Well, for the teenagers, as Tony and I would like to say. Anyway, well, it didn't really matter as Tamori started the ball rolling with an absolute worldie after half an hour. Uh, and Tamori was merely the warm-up act for Tammy Abraham, though, as our young number nine banged in his first Chelsea hat trick. To uh, to side well, it seemed like it silenced the walls. Uh, but this, of course, is Chelsea 2019, and inevitably we shipped a couple of goals to get the bums collectively squeaking before Mason Mount settled things with Chelsea's fifth. Uh, all in all, an impressive day from the team thumping a Wolves side who, it should be remembered, were highly regarded last season. An impressive day for the coaching staff by having the flexibility to change formation and for it to work. But mainly an impressive day for Chelsea's three academy players who are genuinely showing that the kids indeed are all right. The Chelsea fancast number 472 could only be called The Kids Are All Right. Now, I was uh, going to slip in a bit of that song tone. I know you love yeah. the Who like I do, yes. but I didn't want to get sold by the litigiously aggressive Pete Townsend, who I do no. know. I've met Pete, but I wouldn't want to get on the wrong side of him. Know what yeah. I mean? Yeah, indeed. And, uh, but I think you get 10 seconds, didn't you, before the copyright kicks in? Well, well yeah. Like, what bit of it would you play? What bit of it could you play? Well, the kids are all right. right. Yeah. The kids are all right. Seven seconds. So. And I've heard uh, six on Friday, so nobody seems to know. But uh, right. anyway... 
Whatever. Now, you lot, you lovely lot out there who are listening live in Mixler, uh, those of you who are uh, listening at home uh, later tonight or tomorrow morning, uh, you've already realised, of course, we have in the house with me, Mr... Oh, well, goodness me, I went a bit Jim- Jimmy Savile there. That won't do. Uh, I have in the in the Frankcast with me tonight, I have the master Jonathan Kidd. <laughs> that was quite good, Chidge, actually. It's slightly disturbing, though. I know, it is a bit, isn't it? Slightly worrying. Suddenly he's back. back now then, the now day. then, now then. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah well, none of that. I'll be doing Gary Glitter impersonations in a minute just to make yeah. it even yeah. more sinister. <laughs> but anyway. Jonathan, how are you? Good to be back. Yeah. Good yeah. to be back. Good to be back. Hello. How are you, mate? You well? Nice to see you on Friday. Thank you. I've uh, my move went well. Thank Good. you very much. Yes, I know. And, uh, yeah. and the cricket was fun. So mm. uh, yeah, yeah. Mm. Mm. Wasn't it's, it it's intriguing how one one um, one says realizes that one's had a good weekend according to how sport has gone. The team won wonderfully, and the Ashes were drawn, and therefore I'm very very happy. You yeah. think, oh, what about the rest of my life? No, no, no. I don't care about that. Well, oh, in, indeed, actually, because I I was going to use Saturday, which was a rare day of me not having to do absolutely anything at all, really. So I was going to, of course, catch up with all my admin and do some work and la 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 la, la stuff. I haven't got just haven't had time to do. So I chose, of course, to sit on the sofa for the entire day watching the cricket. Of apart, course. Yeah, apart from when I was listening to the Chelsea match uh, on my phone, because, of course, the fifth stand app is actually pretty good for that. Cundy was doing the co-coms, which was amusing. Uh, and, of course, engaging with Twitter at the same time. And then when the cricket had finished by about seven, guess what? Uh, Chelsea was the game of the day on Sky. So I didn't actually move from the sofa for about... Ooh, I'd say a good 12 to 13 hours. Great day. Great day. Uh, talking of great days, uh, I know a bloke who likes a good day out, Mr. Tony Glover. Good evening, and it's a joy and a pleasure to be back on the airwaves, yes. as it were. Yes, bonnet de douche, Tony, bonnet de douche. I missed my opportunity there because I was actually going to come in in the you know keeping the theme of things, and I was going to say, "Can you tell what it is yet?" Um, <laughs> <laughs> but I thought we might we might, we might get yeah. in a bit of trouble. The Chelsea Fancast Nonce Edition. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, we can say that without getting sued. This is brilliant. Indeed, I'm say yeah. it again: yeah. the Chelsea Fancast Special Nonce Edition. There you go, featuring you Jimmy get, Savile, get, Rolf Harris, and uh, Gary Glitter. Can you get DLT in there as well? Well, I don't think that was proven, J.K., so we have to retract that oh, for legal I'll, reasons. I retract that immediately. I mean, obviously, obviously, with oh. your in- knowledge of the inner workings of the BBC paedophile ring, sorry, I didn't really say that, then uh, you would know, but uh, we can't say that for legal reasons. So anything we say in that respect has to be allegedly, OK? Jonathan King, there you are. Ah, there we go. Uh-huh. I thought you were going to say Jonathan Kidd for a minute. Oh, no, mate, surely not you as well. Yeah, Christ's sake, anyway. yeah. Give us a oh, chance. Dearie me. I mean, oh, we've been, yeah. we're not even seven minutes in and it's all gone Pete Tong. I, I love these guys. This is how it, how it should always be. It's great to have you both on. Tony, brilliant to have you back because, of course, you've been uh, sojourning in France for most of uh, August, so we've missed you. Uh, but brilliant to have you back. It's going to be a cracker tonight. I can feel it in my bones. Now, uh, on the show tonight, we discuss why Tammy Abraham is Chelsea's main man, and we ask, could he be Chelsea's Harry Kane? Um, being very mystic Meg of me on Saturday, I got phoned up by Love Sport, and I kind of basically said that, and then let blow. Let, he didn't let me down. He went off and scored a hat-trick. Fantastic. Anyway, plus, oh, this is great, we have two new songs for Tammy, uh, one of them from the wonderful Walter Otten, who, of course, penned the Williams song, uh, and we have a song for Kovacic all the way from America. So uh, it's brilliant. I can't wait for that. That should be a gig. And I've written one uh, basically inspired by Walter's effort on Saturday night when he and I were WhatsApping each other during match of the day. Anyway, there you go. In part two, 
we discuss the impact the youth are having on Chelsea. Uh, Lampard's tactical flexibility, De Panza returns. But why are Chelsea still leaking goals? And in part three, we look ahead to tomorrow night's Champions League tie against Valencia. And in part four, we have seven emails, no less, from you, the loyal Chelsea fancast listeners. You've done yourselves proud this week. They're all good too. Right. Now, don't forget, uh, you can listen to the show live every Monday at 7 of the p.m. by going to Mixler, which is mixlr.com forward slash Chelsea-Fancast, where, of course, you can join in the chat by posting on the live chat page. And you can also tweet at Chelsea-Fancast during the show. Tell us what you think about the games, the show, Jonathan Kidd, anything you want to air, you can do it there. It's all very simple. So there you go. Right, after this very short break, we will be back. Okay, um, well, I've, I've entitled this Tammy Abram. Abram, he's our main man. Uh, there's a clue as to why, what's coming later when we have songs. But, I mean, what more can one say? Seven goals in three games. He scores a hat-trick. Uh, and they're all, you know, all very different goals. A wonderful striker's instinctive goal. Really clever, his first one. I mean, the other thing is, I mean, you know, I, he could have stopped if he'd have been a lesser player because it was a penalty appeal going. And not, not Tammy, only has eyes for goal swiveled walloped it into the the side the keeper was going away from really clever great proper strikers had a lovely cross by alonso and then a wonderful individual goal which he finished he finished like a guy that's been at the top of his game for six seven years i mean you know basically superlatives for tammy abraham as far as i'm concerned jk are beginning to run out yes Yes, he's scored more goals, hasn't he, than lots of uh, Premier League teams have actually scored all season so far. Mm. Um, uh, quite uh, quite weird that he was so poor in the first game of the season. It's almost as if that was his kind of, you know, oh, that's what it's going to be like. Is it right? I need to up my game. And Frank has gone on about how much he's been um, putting en- so much energy into training. But um, as you say, the three goals were all... Uh, very different strikers' goal. I love the third, especially just because yeah. of his his. I mean, you mustn't forget it was one of Jorginho's first um, assists, wasn't it? Um, uh, and it was a t- typical Jorginho moment. He, in fact, he got the ball, um, passed it back, and got given it again, uh, making space for himself, and just played one of those beautiful chips straight to feet, which he's so capable of. And then Tammy was absolutely brilliant in. in controlling it and the um the next thing of course was just uh it was the fact he stopped in front of cody didn't he and then almost if to say take it off me and then put it past him beat him completely for pace and then pinpoint accuracy into the corner of the net fantastic goal fantastic against a striker who last year appeared to appeared to be uh, um incapable of error they were all talking about him being in the england side and how terrific he was and uh, and of course it was wolves first defeat since january and um 
uh, he, he just looks a, a class apart. And um, um, Frank has been bigging him up so that he'll get picked by Southgate. But I think the problem he's got is that there are, there are, you know, Kane is obviously the man in contention, and there's also Rashford. But bloody hell, he gives a different option. Um, and it, it, it it's a, worries me slightly because poor old Giroud, who I, obviously we still rate, doesn't have any of this ability that that Abraham has of just getting about the speed. I mentioned this early on, you know, when, when we were watching him even in uh, pre-season, his ability to run into space is very, very different from most of the strikers that we've had. Because um, even Costa didn't get up to that. Costa was more bullish. It's the athleticism of the boy that I think is marvellous. And also, he's clearly uh, in skill in every area as a striker. He's a great header of the ball. Um, great awareness, as you say. The first one was to turn round on it and then hit it wider the keeper. And finally, just to you know, pinpoint into the corner of the net was just the third one was absolutely great. Now, he's... Uh, he's um, He's clearly a top player. And I think it's also, you have to put it down to the way that people are playing around him is contributing to this because it's a very attacking side. And he's, uh, you know, he's clearly your man for the moment. Yeah. Um, but uh, I'm sure we'll get around to it. But I thought Batshuayi had a decent game. When yeah, he came. actually, do you know what? We won't get around to it because I didn't put that in the script. But I, I have you right there. I thought he looked very hungry and keen. Very, absolutely. Very, very yeah. eager. And he perhaps was. this is what Frank's managing to do. He's it's a you know decent environment, and he's getting them to try and play these systems. And he's and he's 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 tapped into it as well, Batshuayi, because uh, I was very impressed with him. I suddenly thought, oh, hang on, you're not you're not hanging about the box. You're actually you know the skill that he got for for Mount's goal was he controlled the ball, the flick over his own head, and then played a perfect pass for Mount to uh, to do his uh, his magic. And what a great goal Mount's goal was. Bloody yeah, hell! No, they were good. We'll, we'll, we'll get on to old Mount later. We let's bring will. let's we bring will. Tony in. Uh, he's eating an apple at the moment, I think. Is he? Well, even more reason to bring him in then. How do you know he's eating an apple? Well, I'm hearing apple noises. How do you know he's an apple? No, I am literally sucking on some small pieces of chocolate that have got chili in them. Oh my I'm god! Yeah, literally, you might hear the the paper rustling, but that's all. And and it's just very gently broken up. It's that um. I can't remember the name of that posh chocolate, but it's lovely. Bit of chocolate. It sounds, it sounds mildly, sounds mildly obscene. Yeah, I think though. it is Thornton's, yes. I think it is them. Yeah, very, very good. It is. Anyway. It sounds um, mildly obscene. What have you got to say about Tammy Abraham, mate? I've got to say, the first thing I've got to say is go back in one of the fan casts I did um, at the end of last season and in the podding shed where I tore into some of the anti-Tammy Abraham people who were just giving it all the usual bollocks about his championship level, he'll never make it, he's been out on loan, who's he done it against and all this stuff without a single shred of evidence to say that he wouldn't be good enough at this level because you don't know until you really try him. Okay, I remember when Rooney burst onto the scene. A gamble by Everton at the time, but you know what a gamble that turned out to be. And I remember saying to people at the time, "You have no idea. Don't don't tell me you're watching Aston Villa week in week out, or you were watching Swansea week in and week out, because you're absolute liars." Didn't That's you even what... watch Villa last season? Exactly, exactly what I wanted someone to come in and say. Right, I think John Terry um, and the, the the chap who's is it Dean Smith who's in charge. Yeah, at, um, yeah. yeah. I think they've probably know Frank Lampard. They've probably given him the nod and said, this boy is ready. And I think Frank Lampard has given him a chance. He's taken it. It's a joy to watch a young player who's, who apparently has no fear at the moment. He was so unlucky not to have scored that goal against United when he hit the post. <clears throat> right? 
Um, and if, had he done that in a game like that, the, the, the papers and everybody would, been, would have been full of it. I think this guy's got pretty much everything. And when he adds a little bit of muscle, for want of a better phrase... Well, he's you know, he's, he's still he's, quite strong. I mean, he, he, he's he holding is, people he, off, mate. That's that third yeah. goal. He held Cody yeah. off beautifully. He did. But I think when he, get, he, if he if he just gets a little bit of the Drogba physique about him, he, he will be a beast. And will he be our Harry Kane... Absolutely. I think, you know, I think, you know, when you're talking about we, we've been desperate for some time, I guess, you know, to see some of our youngsters come through or whatever. Um, and, you know, this I've been away, obviously, so I haven't been able to sort of um, comment on it. But I've I've enjoyed every game so far more than I enjoyed any of the games under Sarri last season. And whatever Frankie's doing as a, an allegedly inexperienced um, wet behind the ears, manager. He's giving people a chance, and he's changing things around. Chidge. Yeah. Well, 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 yeah. No, but let's let's yeah, go we'll, there. We'll but get onto that. We'll get onto yeah. that in part two about his flexibility. But I think what is interesting, Tony, and what you're kind of alluding to there is the confidence that he's giving yes. some of these youngsters. I mean, we know for a fact that Mount and Tammy particularly are doing a lot of uh, hours after training with Frank to try and get better and better and better. And actually, Jonathan said something very interesting. He thought that. Tammy looked a bit kind of out of his depth first game, but he what what I am really impressed with actually, and I think this this needs to you know to praise both the players and Frank and uh, Jody and Joe Edwards here, is that they are improving, they get better and better and better, so they're clearly learning. Jonathan, Jonathan, yes, yeah, sorry, my, that's right. my print, I'm here. My printer's just decided. No, to that's all right. That's all right. You carry on. Um, carry on. Carry on. Um, Oh, completely. Yeah, yeah. But he's he's um, he's got wonderful experience. They've got a great team there, and Jody as well is is a great uh, is going to be great for that. So, uh, um, uh, and you wonder to what extent um, uh, even Ballot gets involved. I don't know if he's much ever near the training ground. And uh, not, uh, not Ballot, sorry. Um, Jack gets involved. Um, uh, I mean, I because um, tactically he was must be very aware of it. You wonder how the team's going with everything. We obviously once again don't know what's going down on the training pitch, but um, uh, yeah, no, it, it's. Um, I mean, the thing to do though is let's not get completely carried away. This is this is good a good start, and I think it's good to have because um, we were a bit you know gloom and doom after Sheffield United. He, he just he's got to get the balance right because he still hasn't quite got the defence right. Well, we're going to get on to that. I know we're going to get on to that, but I think this is this is part of it. I think, yes, they're obviously training them, and as well, as we've established, they, they're doing all this extra work. But I, I think also the other thing to take into account is that Frank is a very good communicator. Are we getting on to that as well? No, no, um, we're not getting on to that. Uh, I haven't scripted very, that. That's allowed, very, Jonathan. That's a good allowed for you. Um, he's a very <laughs> good communicator, um, as is shown by... Uh, Every interview he's given so far on television is something that I said at the very beginning of the season. You know, he's perfect PR. He's a very intelligent guy. He's very he comes across as being very sincere, which he is. And he talks a very good game and he really does communicate excellently. And I'm sure he communicates excellently with the, with the players as well. And um, you don't feel that he's in an ivory tower like I think you clearly must have felt with uh, with uh, Sarri. And um, who um, and once again, to be fair to Sarri, it's all because his English wasn't his main language, and I think he did very well considering. Um, but uh, uh, he, 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 he's also much more sympathetic than Sarri ever will be, and uh, and so you 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 know, as you know, Tony, in any work environment, as we all know, in any work environment, if you're feeling wanted and involved in the setup, then you're going to give more, aren't you? And if he's and he's saying, yeah, if he's saying. 
I'm, uh, you know, you're the guys for me. I mean, my fear at the moment is for uh, is for poor old Pulisic as to what's going to happen to him because um, uh, he disappeared, didn't he, at the weekend? Because he, he he clearly has been slightly out of his depth. But he's one for the for, for the future. I think you. He, I don't. I don't think they, we can't have a situation with the Champions League like we had with the uh, Europa League that they all get given a go in the Champions League. That's not going to happen this year. So there isn't going to be the same opportunity for these players, what um, players? playing. Um, these for the for the players the uh, the peripheral players for players who aren't yeah, quite yeah. getting into it. So I mean, um, like like who, for example, like Giroud, for example, yeah. like um, like Pulisic, if he doesn't uh, um, if he well, if he doesn't start to figure, and once again, like Barkley, who the only reason Barkley got on in the game, the weirdness of Barkley once again, who had a he wasn't great for England. He he still did the same thing. He got caught in possession again for England, but. When he came on against the other uh, in the game at the weekend, he looked very good indeed and provided a couple of very good passes, didn't he? And you think, well, you know, are they all going to come up to the standard? Are they all going to make a make a case? Which I think is a a fantastic environment for the team. If everybody's pressing everybody else. I get get the impression from Frank and he says this quite a lot either directly or in between the lines of his press conferences that, you know, I mean, Tamori got in because he was impressing on the training pitch. I think Frank's going to be very, very fair like that. But I think that's also good because it means that it's competitive on the training pitch, but also people understand, players understand that if they do well, they will get a chance. So I I don't think there's that situation like there was last year where, you know, 14, 15 of the squad knew they were going to play and the rest can sod off. Well, if you yeah. remember Kerry, Kerry Dixon in the programme on Love Sport the other day, said, um, you know, his big thing is it's uh, some of the some of the players expected to be picked, so didn't really try in training. Well, you know, that's not going to happen. No, I don't. Um, I don't think he quite said that. I think what he, what he said was that after the first kind of couple of months of the season, you know, the the the, the players in the squad kind of they knew who was going to be the first team. Right, that's fair. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, but they, I mean, and they just knew. Now, I, and I and I think the thing this is this is where good management comes in, J.K. Because <clears throat> that's inevitable. You know, you are gonna the, the cream will rise to the top. But the, the 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 art of good management, I think, particularly in the modern game, when you when it has become such a squad game. Is that you have to keep those who are not auto, you know, not immediately rising to the top and becoming the first eleven. You have to make sure that those outside of it believe they have an honest chance to break into that. Isn't Otherwise, that they will just done? drop off, won't they, Tone? Yeah, that's what Guardiola's done, isn't it? Yeah, you, you know, totally. you, you you get very little in the way of dissent from from City players in general, um, even when they're moved on at the end of the season. And I think. Um, you look at modern business practice. I think Frank Lampard's picked up on on that. It may well be part of the the badge training now. I don't know, but uh, that whole environment that that Jonathan just said, where you, you all you all anybody wants is an honest chance and and an honest critique if they get it wrong. Um, and I think Frank, um, you know, this is this is why I was, you know, I was like most people last season thinking it was a, a bit too early for him, and then with the transfer ban, and he started thinking, Do you know what, perfect opportunity for a young, intelligent bright willing to learn willing to fail um and fail quickly if you like as the buzzword at our places fail quick um uh in order to put things right and i think you know i, I go back to what john jk said you know sarri didn't do bad but what he didn't do what he didn't do on any level was engage with the fans that's a massive massive plus if you get that um he was the least engaging manager yeah, but I, I mean remember. ultimately Tony- but, you know I mean, look, yeah. you, you know, you and I are bound to say as fans that that's really important, and you yeah. could make you could make the case that, you know, ultimately that that's why 
managed to get the boot. But the reality is, ultimately, what ha- what matters most is what they get out of the players well, and what you, happens on the pitch. Because I, mean, I totally agree. If, if if it's going shit on the pitch, then other things yes. like do they engage the fans yeah. is taken into consideration yes, I, against them. Yes, and I, I I totally get that. But if you've got somebody that's going to get a season's grace minimum, like Frank Lampard, and that engagement is back there, you know, it, when you get a pool of, of a toxic cloud over a club, like you do, when you get the away fans, when I spoke to Tim Rolls after, I can't remember what game it was last season, when he said to me at the stall, he's lost the away fans. He ain't getting them back. No, no, exactly. And I mean, right. look, and, and, that... And, and that for me, it's a PR thing. If you look at the, the club as it's a whole... It's not just a, PR, mate. It's, no, more, no, it's, it's deeper it's than PR. Culture. Yeah, it's a much bigger feeling around the club. And I think it's important... No, it, it is. You know, you know for, for, for certainly as a long-term fan, I find it very important that, that I've got some like for the manager. I'm, I'm yeah, not yeah, just, I, I, know, I agree like with you. But I think we're, we're, talking, we're, we're agreeing. Yeah. We're saying the same thing, but from completely different uh, angles. I, I agree. I, for me, it's massively important. I, I want I want to feel a connection to the club, to the players, to the manager. And you've got a manager who gives it both ways. Then we're all very happy. We're not looking at our watch in the cock at ten to three, saying, "Can we be bothered?" But <laughs> you know that is, in, that is entirely different, and actually is is less important ultimately if you are the manager at the club as to what goes on on the pitch and on the training ground, because that's what effectively you're paid to do. And I go back to the point I made a minute ago. If it's going shit on the pitch and with the players, then if you haven't got a relationship with the supporters, then then you're doomed. You, yeah. Know? Yeah, it's a, yeah. you know, it's a funny kind of... They are symbiotic, but it's difficult to kind of say, well, which is more important than the other. I'm just going to move this on because, you know, you kind of agree with the point that I made earlier on that's saying I, I think he can be... Chelsea's Harry Kane and you know I, I was saying this on, on Love Sport on, on Saturday lunchtime and, and it just struck me I, I mean I had no idea he was going to score a hat-trick blessing which made me look rather good thankfully but there is I think the, the point I was kind of making was that you know you send a player on loan and let's let's be honest you know not all of them are going to have a good loan spell or, 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 or appear to be brilliant but with Harry Kane he was rubbish when he went on loan. He comes back, he gets an opportunity to play for Spurs, yeah, bangs yeah. in 20 goals, and then the next thing you know, he's one of the best strikers in the world. A couple of years later, he's like England captain. You know, I mean, he's look, we may not like him, he may dribble a lot, but the reality is he's a bloody good striker. Any yeah, team would exactly. have him in there. And then suddenly, you've got Tammy Abram, who's had some good loans, actually. Very different, a bit younger. But, you know, he gets a chance, you know, through the circumstances that we find ourselves in. And then I just wonder, you know... I, I wonder, I hope that at the end of this season, you know, we're, we're doing this fan cast and we're saying, well, there you go, there's Tammy's got his 21st goal this season. That's brilliant, isn't it? I, it could happen, couldn't it? I think you'll get more than that, Chich. How many do you think you'll get? I think you'll get 32. No way. That would be yeah, amazing, yeah. man. I really do. I really do. But, but the, wow. the thing is, how many will the opposition get? I mean, that's well, why, know, you know, on Love Sport, I, I prophesied, you know, I said 4-3 and Dean Miz, old Dino, said 5-4. Um, said, uh, well, I said 2-all, so I was the most said, yeah, pessimistic of the lot. You're completely wrong, Chidge. I know. Well, you know. Um, but no, because of the of the way that he's setting it up and the way we're playing. If we can just become more watertight in defence, you know, bloody hell, we'll take, we'll take teams to pieces. So, 
but it was in, it, well, we're going to get onto this once again. But it, it, he, um, the three he played at the back seemed to liberate people, and it gave Emerson the perfect opportunity. Emerson, we are Emerson, as, as you're as you're running away with yourself. Oh, it's as always you certainly like, do. I want to do this. Um, well, you're going to have to I wait because we're going to have to wait. We're going to have to wait because we're going to have song time now. I know, because... Can I just talk about Harry Kane for one minute? Just yeah, you say, can talk about Harry Kane. The, the person who, in fact, we're going to get onto it, but. Tammy doesn't look like Harry Kane. You're saying play like Harry well, Kane. Lucky, saying, lucky for Tammy Abraham. You're, you're saying no, indeed. But you're 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 comparing and saying he can be our, our Harry Kane. Yeah. But the person who does actually shoot like Harry Kane is Mason Mount. No, but I'm not saying and, he plays like Harry no, Kane. No, I'm no, saying I'm he can be our up, equivalent in, in, in terms of a striker who's broken through and scores twenty odd goals a season. No, I know. I've understood that. I'm just going off on a tangent. Just saying right. natural fact. If you want to make a comparison with with the way that they actually play um you can actually say the person who's nearest in terms of shooting is mason mount i think a that's a very good point mate actually i i, I yeah I, I get that he shoots quickly and he shoots very, flat very, with yeah. hardly any backlift that's a really the, good point that, all right the fifth goal was okay all right all right all right all right time out time out it's time to do uh i i'm, I'm gonna okay i think it, it would be really kind of sensible of me to embarrass myself first wouldn't it really even though that no, takes I'll do it with you. Okay. Together. Well, because it's a difficult, it's difficult. It doesn't quite sound. I mean, basically, Tammy no, no. Abraham, wait, 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 wait. Fucking hell! Abraham. I'll meet. I'll meet you myself if you don't <laughs> shut up. Um, the thing is, I need to give you some context because I, I actually wrote this originally as uh, Telegram Tam. Okay, to make it like Telegram Sam, which is the old T Rex slash Bauhaus song. Uh, and then we kind of, I was, you know, basically WhatsApping Waltz and doing little recordings for him. And then I kind of thought, you know what, actually, it, it needs to be Tammy Abraham because we were, he loved it, by the way. I got praise indeed. Uh, Walter Otten, as, as you may or may not know, he wrote the uh, the Willian song, uh, which is, of course, did brilliantly and, and kicked off in Prague when they were all out there. And he contributed heavily to the book uh, Carefree, the Chelsea Chance uh, book, which Marco published the other yeah, so Waltz loved it. Um, I mean, basically what we decided, though, Jonathan, is that the first verse and the chorus would probably make a good chant, whereas people just don't have the patience for all five verses, what I kind of adapted from Telegram Sound. You know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Should yeah, we give it a whirl? Should we give it a whirl? Let's, let's, should you we really give get more than four lines, if you're honest, though, do you really? I, mate, I, I love always to have more than four lines, <laughs> but that's not necessarily talking about songs. Jonathan... <laughs> Well, at the beginning, I know it's. it's um, the, I can't get the scansion of the. Well, I'll, I'll, you follow me because I had to work this out. Okay, and the O O is important. All right, so ready? One, two, three. Tammy Abraham, Tammy Abraham. Oh, you're my main man. Pass the ball to him. Pass the ball to him. Oh, and he'll put it top bins. Tammy's quick feet. Tammy's quick feet. His pace is like lightning. You'll melt in the heat. Tammy Abraham, you're my main man. Tammy Abraham, you're my main man. Tammy's all right. Tammy's all right. He's a natural-born striker. He's just out of sight. The pissy will take. The pissy will take. If you make a mistake, the pissy will take. Tammy Abraham, yeah. you're my main man. I, I just, I kind of Tammy think that would have been better as a solo, Abraham, really. You're uh, my main man. I definitely think that would have been better. I'm going to say, solo. I think the chorus is probably the bit that we'll just pick up. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, I, I, it's what Waltz and I said. We loved, we loved the adaption, but I think uh, the chorus is probably, you know, I reckon maybe if you, 
you have the first kind of verse and the chorus that that could go i mean but as walter probably said he said mate the trouble is you know your generation will remember that but nobody else yeah. will and he's I right think that you've got someone who's 18 there going What's what about then? Well, the Fabregas song was My Old Man's a Dustman, and that took on, and that was a 1960s hit. That was 1961. So why shouldn't this take on, even though it's uh, T-Rex from 73? Yeah, well, you know, uh, uh, the, the, you, you ask the younger generation, JK, they are, um, you know... But I'll tell you what, if you, if, you, if, you, if you get a lot of people singing that chorus, Tammy Abraham, you're my main man, that, that, as, that, will, that will catch on if somebody got that going. Because that's catchy. It doesn't matter what generation you are, that's catchy. The rest I'll of it sing just it tomorrow, that, The rest happens. of it's just me, you know, doing a bit of lyrical masturbation, really. But I mean, the core, the, the, the chorus, I reckon, lovely, is bang lovely on. One, lovely one just got into the Mixler one, which is Father Abraham. Just do that. <laughs> Smurf Abraham, version. Abraham. <laughs> oh, a cracker that one, wouldn't it? Well done. Okay, well, okay. My favourite person uh, in my yeah, my least favourite person in Mixler at the moment is is. Uh, is is Paul Burgess uh, and my most favourite person in Mixler at the moment is Planet Earth is Blue, who says your metal guru Ollie Giroux was better. Chidge, I actually reminded Walter of that. You know uh, what did I say to Walter? Actually, I've got it on WhatsApp somewhere. But I said to him because Walter was going on about moaning about T Rex, saying, "Are oh, you kind of a T Rex song?" Yada yada yada. And I said, "Mate, I did it last year with Ollie Giroux, and that that never that never." Here we go. Uh, uh, metal, what was it? Oli Giroux, he's a blue, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's a gold machine and the leader of the team, oh yeah. Oli Giroux, he's a blue. Oli Giroux, he's a blue. See, I thought that was brilliant. Genius, but, you know. genius. Well, I genius. think so too. Genius. But anyway, um, now um, we've all managed to rinse me totally, and I, I've taken the names from Mixler as to who, you know, as uh, as uh, as, as, they, as they said in Dad's <laughs> Army. I just read why Dennis is yeah. today. Your name, your name <laughs> is also going in got- the book. He said he hasn't got. He maybe he hasn't got seven sons, but he has got seven goals, which is a good one from next. I like that. Week, I like that. I like that a lot. Okay, right. This this is from Walter, and he WhatsApped everybody this after the game. So I've just got to make sure I get uh, my fingers in the right place with the buttons and everything. Uh, and off we jolly well go. One, two, three. Tammy Abraham scores many goals. Many goal scores, Tammy Abraham. I've seen one of them, and so will you. So let's all praise the Lord, Tammy Abraham. Tammy Abraham scores many goals. Many goal scores, Tammy Abraham. I've seen one of them, and so have you. So let's all praise the Lord. There you go. That was that was Walter Otten. It's a bit quiet for us. I don't know about you, you, you two boys there, but say lovey. Uh, knowing Walt, that will catch on. Now I'm going to add this other one in. Uh, this is from John Lascano. This is the Kovacic song that I was talking to you about, Jonathan. So let's let's hear John's version. Now John is brilliant. I'll talk to you about him in a minute. Let's play this. Hello, Chelsea fancast. Staff Sergeant Lascano here, United States Army. I'm a tank commander, just like your. Uh grandfather was it chich if i remember correctly could be horribly mistaken but i do seem to remember you mentioned that anyways i'm here today to share with you guys my Kovacic chant that i've come up with it's sung to the tune of don't stop me now by queen yes i do understand i have a terribly boring and deep and monotonous voice so do not take this as my tryout for america's got talent but you guys asked for it maybe you guys could do it a little bit better justice than i am but without further ado here it is Kov, Kovacic, the Croatian maestro, he's back on the ball. 
Cove, Cove, uh, Chich, if you're looking for a through ball, just give him a call. Oh, Cove, uh, Chich, he's dribbled right past one. Cove, uh, Chich, he's dribbled right past two. He's dribbled right past them all. Kovacic, 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 hey, 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 Kovacic, Kovacic, ooh, ooh, ooh. Kovacic, 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 hey, 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 Kovacic, Kovacic, Kovacic. So, anyways, tell me what you guys think. Uh, cheers. Thanks for your time. Keep up the good work and keep the blue flag flying high. Put my mic back on. Brilliant, brilliant, brilliant. That was John Lascano. Now, that, that is massively, massively brave. Uh, to uh, to write a song around "Don't Stop Me Now," record a video uh, like a selfie, and then send it to me. So I think apart, well, I know John Lascano is brave because he's a tank commander in the American military. Uh, but I have to say, there was the only thing I have to say about that, John, is that a bit like my Tammy Abraham song, it's too long and too complicated. The reality is, as we all know, because we go every week or whatever. You, you know, if you want a song, the Williams song was really quite rare and unique in that it got picked up and people ran with it, even though it was quite long. In the old days, a lot of the songs were really, really long and complicated. Well, Molly Malone. And Molly Malone, the Scousers yeah. song about the bins, the Julie, yeah, uh, Julian yeah. Dix Zola song. But I think these days they have to be kind of quite short and pithy, chorus-oriented. But, uh, John, that's brilliant. Walter, too, you're a legend. People are accusing you of nicking it off all sorts of people, Walter. I won't have a word of it. So there you go. Anyway, uh, just thought I'd entertain you a bit with that. How this will come out in the mix, I have no idea. Good job I've got the originals to edit in if I have to. Now, part two, we're going to discuss the impact the youth are having on Chelsea, Lampard's tactical flexibility, De Panza returns. But why are Chelsea still leaking goals? We'll be back soon. I'm Jason Cundy, and you're listening to Chidge and the Boys on the Chelsea Football Fancast. Total nutters and proper Chelsea. The only place for Chelsea fans. Footballfancast.com. Real fans, real opinions. Okay, we're back. Welcome back. I'm Stanford Chidge, and you're listening to the Chelsea Fancast. Um, and we are continuing the discussion about how absolutely fun it was. And I think that's really the main the main word, really. It might not have been brilliant. We're going to get on to some of the defending in a minute. Jonathan's itching to do that, I know. But the reality is, is that I, I for one, am quite, you know, my perspective and my, my you know, view on this season is, is very much forged by where we are in terms of, you know, the transfer ban, losing Eden Hazard, uh, you know, really out of necessity having to play a lot of the kids. So I'm looking for development. I'm looking for better performances. I'm, I'm looking for these players to generally break through and become really good. And uh, we, we spent the entire first part, quite rightly, I think, talking about Tammy Abraham. But we cannot uh, do this show without mentioning uh, Mason Mount again, who scored again. And uh, and Tamori, who scored an absolute worldie. And I think uh, everybody's seen this stat, I know, but Chelsea, the first team to have 11 Premier League goals in a row scored by players aged under 21 or under Tony, which is phenomenal. Yeah, and they're all English. I think I know Tammy yeah. Abraham's not quite made his mind up about it yet, but um, as far as we're concerned... He's nationality fluid, isn't he? A bit yeah, like nation- you. 
Indeed, yes, yes. Has he got uh, an Irish passport as well, then? <laughs> indeed, yes. <laughs> um, but I think he's. I think he's basically said that he was asked about Nigeria, and he said never say never. Um, they're always pimping our players out. I mean, they're always trying to tap up our English lads, aren't they? They did that with Zaha. Yeah, 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 yeah. I, th- I, I, they need to I fuck off you... and start asking people for bank, you know, for their yes. bank details again, and I offering think, them billions I, and I billions think... of pounds. I think Frank and Jody will have had a word in his ear and said, "Look, you're, you're going to, you're going to, you'll, you'll be a star for England and uh, uh, and, and whatever." But I think, um, sorry, Tony, it, maybe it is... maybe Tammy got that email. You know, I am this wealthy prince from Nigeria, and uh, I will put three three billion pounds in your bank account if you play for the Super Eagles. <laughs> yeah, indeed. Yeah, ah, no, no, I've got to say, no, look, you you might not have seen this, but to his but... eternal credit. Babatunde Jidi Obatayo, who we, we love him, Mixler, because he's in there every week and he has some great stuff to say. He's clearly, I didn't, I didn't realise this, he's clearly from Nigeria and he says, Chidge, I will milk your bank, bank account tonight. tonight. <laughs> <laughs> well, good luck with Babatunde because there's not a lot in there, I can uh, tell you that. But I, anyway, I'm, sorry, Tony. I'm, I'm deeply impressed. And, and, and what do you know what I find equally exciting? The fact that we've got uh reese james callum hudson adoy and rubens loftus cheek waiting in the wings as well yeah um and, and you know you i doubt you'll ever see all six on the pitch but my word my word there must be other clubs around in the premier league looking at that and going right well now they're using their academy players look at the quality that's there i mean like you said mason mount is actually a local lad to me he's from haven i get i i i gather and his mum and dad they still live in haven and a lot of people around here in fact one of the guys that i meet uh occasionally walking when i'm walking my dog in the morning and he go he supports haven and waterlooville goes to home and away games um and he said he, he said yeah i know the family he said and, and i met his cousin actually in in a supermarket the other week and she said oh well that was it last season she said oh my cousin plays with and she said, I said, who's actually Mason Mount? And I said, oh, with, with Derby at the moment, you never know, he might be coming back with Frank if Frank comes back. So I'm really chuffed to bits because he really does look um, quite extraordinary for a, a young lad of his age. I mean, you know, he got the goal in, the, was it the sixth minute of extra time, wasn't it, I think? But what a, what a strike, what a take. I mean, he, he, you know, I've, I've, I've long had this view that just occasionally test the goalkeeper. You never know, you know. Let's not take the extra pass. Let's not try and fancy Dan it and you know put it as a, a an artistic goal on a plate. Just have a pop, and he did, and it paid off. I love every minute of it. This Tamori guy, um, I didn't really know much about because, um, believe it or not, I didn't watch Derby last season. Didn't you even watch Derby last season? <laughs> I, didn't even watch good Derby. Derby last season. I watched yeah. it a few times. Yeah, watched, yeah, he, he looked pretty good. Yeah, well, do you know what? He, and, and this is going to surprise you, I think, J.K. a bit as well. He reminds me. Uh, it's almost as if Michael Essien was a defender. He's got that about him, that swagger, that kind of bullishness. That um, uh, what did we? What was his nickname? It was Bison, wasn't it, or something like that? Yeah. I don't know. But he's got that. He seems to have that. And and you know, how old is he? Because the confidence on the ball. You know, we we are talking. I know we're going to get into the you know conceding goals and all this sort of stuff. But um, but honestly, I, I was very impressed with with with, with him on on you know on Saturday. I thought it was a a, a truly professional and and well, I mean, I mean, he, he can't even say he he took a chance for the goal. He he, he levered it. He took a chance. Remember that one. Um, uh, Essien scored last minute against Arsenal, I think it was, when you know the, the, it looked over and he just basically lashed one from about 30 yards. It reminded me of that. And that moment when it went in, you just took your breath away thinking, Christ almighty, yeah. So I think it looks really, really good. And I'm, like I said, it, I go back to what you said a minute ago, Chidge, about fun. 
right? I didn't have a lot of fun last season. I'm having mo- more, and I haven't even been yet, and I'm going on Sunday, obviously, but the, 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 the joy I'm getting from watching this inexperienced, you know, you, you just think when there's a few nuts and bolts tightened up and tuned up or whatever, I think this, this, this lot could fly really big. Well, I really think so. Jonathan, I, I had a thought the other day, which I'm, I'm going to write a blog on, actually, but um, it occurred to me, uh, two, two, main, two big take, you know, hot takes, people. Here's some hot takes for you. I know how much you like your hot takes. I prefer hot cakes myself, but anyway. Um, the first one, Jonathan, is that, you know, by the middle of the season, it's not inconceivable that we might have six academy players playing in the first team all on merit and all doing quite well, which would be Tamori, Mount and Abraham, Loftus-Cheek, uh, Reese james Who's the other one then? Have I missed Ado- one? Adoy. Adoy, thank you. hudson Adoy. yeah. Six say, academy players playing in the first team by mid-season, all on merit. Chich, wasn't Christensen in the academy? Yes, that would be seven then. Good point. Although he was kind of bought in when he was about 17. Well, so. He was bought in, but he still played. For, that's the route he took. Remember, because he played right back. He made his debut at right back and we were all a bit, no, I mean, not, not iffy. We just thought, well, you know, I think he, was it Mourinho put him in and he was, a, he was just slightly off the pace, I remember. But, you know, this is one of the things we always have. We're always keen for our, for the reserves and the youth to do well, aren't we? There's never any, ever any, um, you know, he shouldn't be in the side. We're always rooting for them. And, uh, and I think this is the best environment that uh, that's ever been created for the youth. And I, and, um, and if you look at even, I think Mourinho, with, we'll go, you know, we've done this before, but De Bruyne and Salah and Lukaku, that wasn't an environment for them because they didn't feel confident enough and uh, to about getting in the side and been given an opportunity. And this is something you really have to see. Obviously, Frank is doing marvellously well. Um, and just, just to, to carry on about Mason Mount a moment, um, I actually... Uh, uh, I got a bit emotional when he scored that goal, the fifth goal then, because um, it was so opportunist and so brilliant, the fact that he just took it wide and there it was in the corner of the net, you know, with, a, with hardly any backlift. It was, you just think, what a decent player he is. And he should have scored early on. You remember when he rounded the goalkeeper with such skill? He's a very skillful player. I mean, I think he's the best I'm, of the lot, Jonathan. I'm so, pleased. I'm so pleased that he's been given an opportunity. But as you say, Chidge, it makes it a very interesting setup, doesn't it? I mean, we mustn't expect great things. I don't, well, I, I think it'll stop. The more we win and the better we win, the more it'll stop people from saying, well, we, we, we haven't got our, our top team out. We, you know, the, our top team will have Loftus-Cheek and Adoy uh, in it because they had really bad injuries and they may not get in yet. They may not. It may be that they, it takes them much more time because the team's playing so well. You know, you just have to give in to that fact that it might be one of them might get in or, you know, it, it may be that to get, they get in through injury themselves. Somebody else gets injured. And they reveal, and then the person who gets in, then that reveals how good they are, and that's the best possible way it should be played. Is that there is such competition that somebody gets in and then establishes a place, and the other person has to play well to push them out, and that makes for champions. That kind of thing. Well, do you know what, J.K.? I think the other thought I had, uh, other than the fact that we might have six academy, seven academy players technically playing in the first team this season at some stage when they're all back and they're all fighting fit and they're all playing well. The other thing is I'm thinking, um, I watched the Liverpool-Newcastle game. I watched Liverpool a bit actually just on match of the day and stuff. And 
I, I much as it really all, well, all the time last season, Chidge. No, I didn't. <laughs> uh, much as it much as it pains me to say it, uh, they are a phenomenally good side. I mean, the way they oh, attack yeah. teams. I mean, Firmino's got. I mean, I, how he how Sa, uh, Salah and Mane get all the headlines because Firmino's better than both of them put together, and how he links that play. It's all on the front foot. It's attack, attack, attack. Wijnaldum is a superb player as well, and I did watch the Germany. Holland match where he was fantastic. They've got a great defence. They've got youngsters in the backs, uh, Robertson and Alexander-Arnold. And I'm just thinking, you know what? Uh, purely by, by happenstance, we may go on a similar de- de- developmental trajectory that Liverpool did with also acknowledging Jonathan, because we were having a ding-dong about this last week, weren't we? You know, We're not going to be under a transfer embargo forever. You know, hopefully next summer we will be able to play players. And I've always said, I've written blogs about this, I've said it on here, time immemorial. If you want a, a winning side, a title winning side, the perfect combination is a mix of youth, youth players, uh, established senior professionals, and the sprinkling of world class players. Yes. And at the moment we've only got one world class player, and that's N'Golo Kante. Well, but if we had maybe another two, a bit like a bit like Klopp's done at Liverpool, because he's you know spent a fortune and money. Let's not kid ourselves; he's spent a lot of money, but he's done it wisely, and he's got a good balance there of youth, experienced pros, and some world class talent. And I, I can see us going on the same trajectory uh, and getting back to the top, which is where we belong, but playing phenomenally good attacking football. Wouldn't that yeah. be fantastic in well, our dotage, JK? You then get the whole world in love with you, as as and, and everybody. Would I don't care about that. And watch. Well, I think. Well, I'm, I'm just thinking about the, the more and more people will then support the team. It's it's a little bit um, uh, on the, uh, the you know the like callous side thinking about it. But the more attractive football you play, the more people. Um, you know, I, there is a feeling at the moment about Liverpool. You're not saying, "Oh, I hate Liverpool." You're you're saying, "I really like the football." So that's you know the fact that you're saying very positive things about them, which is rare because people normally have a go at Liverpool, don't they? Normally, that, uh, for, for not for for the fact that they've been relying so much on their history. Whereas now we're going, "All right, I give in to you. You're a very good side." Um, can I just make a point about Chid? You just said um, about we've only got one world class player at the moment. Well, intriguingly. Uh, within this system, system, William had a fantastic game. Yes, he game. did. Well, that, I was kind of alluding to that, saying that, like, you know, actually, like Frank said after the presser, which I thought was well, at the presser, sorry, after the match, which was brilliant, is that look, it's not all about the youth here. Stop getting your knickers too yeah, wet. He did. You know, we need experienced players here too, and I agree with you, Jonathan. I thought William was absolutely superb, and I and it absolutely kind of bangs into what we were saying the other week, which is. Look, he's not match fit yet. He's coming back from injury. He played like he played like shit absolutely the other week. Absolutely. I know that. Yeah. But let, let's see what he can do when he's fully fit, fully focused and going for it. Because I've got a feeling, I said it at the beginning of the season, I said with Hazard gone, William may come into his own. Yeah. Yeah, yeah so step, and he may be Frank may be saying that to him. You're wonderfully skillful. It's it's your time now with the club. You've got the opportunity. You're not not um, on a, you're on a you know, you're one of the senior professionals and you're unbelievably skillful. And it was it was interesting to see him coming inside a lot, which he, he we haven't seen him do recently. We haven't seen him be involved as much. Suddenly to see him play that kind of game, you think, well, if Frank can get him to play like this every week, well, you know, it's brilliant. And then it, once again, but also he may be finding that people are putting pressure on him to play. And rather than sulking, he's thinking, I better up my game a bit. I better make an effort, which is great, you know. Tony, um, <laughs> well, I, I, 
Uh, it pains me to say it, but I agree with everything you've all just said, to be honest with you. I can't, I can't think of anything. I can't think of anything. That's the first time you've ever said that. That's the first time ever, Tony, you've ever said that. I love it. Love it. I'm totally in agreement with what she said. You, you, I mean, you know, there was some truth in the fact that Alan Hansen said you never win anything with kids because people think that that entire United team was dragged up out of their academy, which of course it wasn't. It had other players in there. It had some very good youth. I don't, I've always said um, that they that we'd never see that again. Although, you know, that was 90, class 92. So, you know, we're talking 20 odd years nearly on from that. And um, actually we are, we're talking 27 years on from that, aren't we? Um, and I, I think there's a possibility that we might be seeing the beginning of that at Chelsea. But I think Frank's Frank has held the expectations back. I think he's managed the press conferences. I mean, you know, of all the people that's grounded there, uh, you know, in the interviews, it's him, isn't it? It doesn't matter that there's the, the, you've, got, you've got the sniping going on in the press up until the Wolves game where it was like he's had a tough start and all this sort of stuff. You know, Chelsea, are they, still, are they a crisis club, can't defend, blah, 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 blah. And Frank, uh, every single point has not shied away from the, the the issues or whatever. And when he said that, Chidge, and it was a great point when he said, look, you know, it's not all about the kids. You know, calm down, basically. You know, you've got to build this sort of stuff or whatever, and you've got to get these other. And who's to say that there's players in that squad that won't become world class? Yeah. You know, we could be talking in two years' time about a Tammy Abraham, for example, who's a lead England striker, who's being genuinely held up as world class in the same way that Harry Kane is, you know they may be on the cusp of that, and I think that's the, that's what's exciting me. I mean, I didn't think I'd feel like this, Chidge, right? I I I lost my my mojo so much last season, thinking, oh my god, you know, I'm going to have to fork out 900 quid for another bloody season of this sort of stuff, or 980 quid, whatever it is. Um, and uh, uh, and suddenly I'm finding myself looking at this, thinking, do you know what? I don't mind if we lose this game because we're, you know, and I'll. I wasn't here for the Super Cup, but I watched it. I wasn't on this show for the Super Cup, but I watched it. We were the better team yeah. that night. And Liverpool are, you know, it galls me to say it, but Klopp has quietly, and, and, and not quietly because he isn't a quiet bloke, but in, he's very cleverly built a very, very good squad there. Um, you know, and I, 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 I think that they are the team to watch this season, but I think we, we, we could have to measure with them on, on Sunday. I really do. Well, let's hope so. Uh, but before, yeah, before we do that, though, like, I just want to go back to uh, um, the, the the hilarity, really, because it, it caused consternation. The the lineup, nobody seemed to know what it was. I think ultimately, what it was was a, f- a three four two one with uh, the three at the back: uh, Aspie, Jorginho, Kovacic, Alonso, William, and Mount, kind of playing inside and behind Tammy Abraham, but with license to kind of roam. Uh, wide and and the, I thought the the really interesting thing I mean and I think again Frank I dealt with this brilliantly in the presser Jonathan afterwards but he was saying that you know it was obviously with a view to making us a bit more stable at the back less vulnerable have more cover and I think also allow him to play Aspie and Alonso who he knew had, didn't have the pace to cope certainly with Traore but you know, also on the counter-attack where they've been exposed. It also gives more cover for Jorginho and Kovacic. You also don't have the pace to get back and cover. So I thought that was really, really smart, um, allowed, obviously, by the return of, of Rudiger. Um, I thought the other thing, of course, was it also helped an attack because, it, you know, Alonso and Aspie could get forward much more, which they did all game, to really good effect. 
And I thought that William, as you said, had an excellent game. William Mount and Abraham will work very, very well together. But the reality was, you know, with Rudiger in that side, we looked a completely different side. And I thought it was a huge loss when he went off. And he's he's done his groin, not seriously, but enough to keep him out for Valencia, mate. Well, it's it's typical, isn't it? After you've had one injury, is uh, the body doesn't quite compensate? Um, no. Uh, and uh, um, and you, I think you're most vulnerable, regardless of if you even yeah. had various tryouts. Um, I'm agreeing with Jack uh, again. I know. God, Tony. <laughs> What's going on? So, well, we're happy, I'll and say, it's all working I'll in the right way. I'll say something deliberately in a minute that'll, that'll <laughs> yes, uh, please do. That, that'll, that'll cause you to to tut and come in, <laughs> come in quickly, saying I don't agree with Jack at all. Though. Um, but uh, at the moment. Um, uh, it was interesting. Uh, he was clearly injured much earlier than when he came off at half time, Rudiger, because he looked very ginger early on. He looked um, the 35th minute. I remember thinking, "Oh God, what's the matter with him?" I did that thing of not knowing the result and then watching the uh, the whole game on Sky um, as as uh, game of the of the day, and uh, so you know was able to look at things in there. Uh, as if they were actually happening um, live, which I love doing, I have to say, because I then, as I say, the joy of watching Mount score was real rather than knowing the result, having heard it on radio. Um, uh, but, uh, yeah, he looked he, he looked injured much earlier on and just kept going. I don't quite know why, but he thought he'd come off immediately, perhaps because, uh, you know, they, he felt that they needed to explain to Zuma, give him a chance to play. But I thought Zuma had a decent second half, actually. Yeah, he was all right. But I think, again, he's helped He's helped by having three at the back. Indeed. He's also yeah, well, exposed when it's just two, like like Louise was yeah, in the yeah, two. Yeah, absolutely. But it's perfect, wasn't it, for Emerson being injured and having Alonso coming back playing in a setup that he really enjoys playing in, and, and, and Emerson, Emerson can play that. Emerson can play in a, in, a, in a, you know in that role fall. too as a wing yeah. back. Well, he can, but he's not to me. He's not as classy to, uh, to me as as, as um, Alonso is with going forward. I mean, that's always been the case. Alonso is a class act going forward. He's just a bit rubbish coming back, isn't he? He gets rinsed nearly every. Well, time. Emerson, I don't think is 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 a brilliant defender. I think he's better than Alonso. Uh, he's certainly quicker. I agree with you. I think that Alonso is very gifted technically and. Very few players in the team, I think, are as good as him. Um, the bottom line is, though, JK, and you know, yeah. your moment has arrived. Uh, we are still leaking goals. My, my feeling is a bit with Franks, actually, is that actually the reality was we didn't really concede those goals because of the vulnerabilities we've shown recently, hence him going to three four two one. They were just really, you know... There is a sense that, that, that they were goalkeeping errors, really. I mean, I know the second one was a really hard shot, which, you know, he did well to really get to. But the first one was a, a bit poor. It's just kind of concentration, nerves. They panic under pressure a bit. There's a sense that they need to have better game management, I think. I, I'm, I'm a bit bewildered by it. And I think this is the... I think we're we're possibly slightly getting ahead of ourselves by being so ebullient about the whole thing because well, it's all, all right. it I'll, 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 I'll accept we won't win the Champions League this year is that better? Yeah that's better much better actually good right. but I, I've, right. I've always I've actually been saying uh, I think we'll do very well in the Champions League because I think um, I think the, the the setup that Frank has and with the uh, the speed that we play at I think we'll undo some of these sides I think they'll be very open I think we'll score a lot of goals and we'll concede a few. I think that'll be exactly the same thing that's been happening in the league. So how do we iron one... out some of these errors that are creeping in in the defence then? Because yeah. even though he had a much better system to, to, to make us less vulnerable, which I think basically worked, we still let in two stupid goals. And that put the pressure on and They did panic for those. Like, until Mason scored that fifth, we were all thinking, uh-oh, or I well, was, all, about all you. As well, 
Wolves thought their tails were up, weren't they? They, 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 they did. Six, six minutes to go, they actually thought, uh, oh, well, we're in with the chance here, which I think is what Sheffield United thought. I think there's this feeling that if you just up your tempo and put a bit of pressure on with Chelsea, that they'll roll over. And he somehow got to stop people from believing that about the defence. But the, the positive is, of course, we went up the other end and scored, you know, which... Um, um, which killed which, the game off, didn't it? Well, no, no, no. Maybe it was in the last minute, wasn't it? But at least it means that whilst they're attacking, we've still got this great opportunity because of the fluency of the players we've got to score. But we don't want to get into a kind of situation that Spurs got all those years ago when uh, when Ardiles was manager. Do you remember that when it was just you know six four and um, who did they have? Who was the, uh, the who was the centre forward? The German centre forward who always used to throw himself on the ground. Um, oh, Klinsmann, Klinsmann. Yeah, Klinsmann. Yeah, who yeah. was great. I loved it. I have to say, yeah, I, brilliant. I, 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 a dreadful thing to say, but I really enjoyed watching Spurs that season because you knew that um, however many goals they scored, they'd probably lose. <laughs> and uh, and it would be seven sticks or something, and I just used to think it, found it quite joyous knowing oh match of the day will be fun because there'll be nine goals at White Hart Lane, but um, uh, but yeah, we we it, he needs to get the balance, he needs to work it out, which I think he will do. It was interesting playing with three centre halves because he he wanted to try and combat the because um, uh, they play with three at the back as well. Uh, when they break, it's the breaking that, d- that yeah. does it, and the def- and defensively they were terrific last year. As you say they hadn't, we say they hadn't lost at Molyneux since January. And yet we, you know, we breached them five times. I mean, for goodness sake, great, great positives to be taken from it. But let's not go completely berserk yet. We're only once again, we're now, we're now five games into the season. You know, I've got my, my, my pessimist. I've got my reasonable hat on here. Now, I think it's great and it's looking great. And But, you know, let's just cosily wander our way through, not take, not going completely completely mad with yeah they're great it's Liverpool on Saturday if we win that that then well hey things things are beginning to look really good yeah I agree with that it's early days Tony I, I think that there, there's, there's a sense to me that you know this is what you get with young and, inexperi- and yes. inexperienced teams and yeah. to, in the main that's what we've got yeah. uh, they are going to make mistakes and they, I, I, these are the things that need to get ironed out though aren't they yeah I think I think Losing uh, um, or letting Cahill go, even if it had just been as a uh, an extra big man at the back, uh, might have been you know a bit previous. But I think the milk had already been soured by uh, the previous manager. I think for for for, for him, I think that when I look at our our defence, my, my, the only suspect one in there for me is Aspilicueta, who I think is he, he was okay on Saturday, but um, you know his is still not reaching anywhere to the heights he was two seasons ago. And you've got Tamori and you've got Christensen and you've got Rudiger, I think will be an absolute beast and has always been my choice as captain. Um, I, I'm more worried about smoke hands in goal. Um, I think both them goals on Saturday um, Could were... Saved, yeah. Yes, I, I, I genuinely do. And, and my worry about Kepper is, I really, a couple of years ago, um, it might have been after the World Cup last year I can't remember now I was actually espousing to go out and get Kasper Michael just get him in even if it's a couple of years and you get a young goalkeeper to understudy him or whatever because he's like his dad he bellows and he shouts and people lived in fear of Peter Schmeichel because he bossed that box and I don't I know it's not a modern goalkeeper thing I, I think Ben Foster he's a, he's a bit of a gob gobshite um which I, but I like it in a goalkeeper and I think with Kepper it's just a bit too he's a bit too quiet and, and certainly the first goal was certainly something I think a goalkeeper of his level because on the other end he's, he's made some fantastic saves but 
I think both goals. So I think it would be harsh in saying that you can see two goals against Wolves. There was no doubt about it. We were four nil up. You take your foot off the pedal. I don't care how experienced. Of course you, are. you do. And I think do. you know that was that was they'll they'll learn from those experiences. That's the other thing, Chidge. I, I genuinely learning. think you know. Well, of course, because you know you're throwing these kids in. You said it yourself not not half an hour ago about seeing development and progress. Yeah. Mm. Now, okay. No, I don't give a flying fuck whether we win anything this season. All right. I'd like to see us finishing full. I don't care about any of our competitions. If we get, if we, if we do well in them, fine. If we don't, so what? What I want to see is everybody sitting there next season thinking, "Oh shit, this team have really progressed, and they're going to hit that." You know, next season will be even better. I think that's it's. It's a bit jammed tomorrow. I think J.K. What I'm saying there, and I'm not getting carried away either. But I'm I'm genuinely genuinely excited by it, and I'm willing to forgive those mistakes because I think those players will think shit. We ain't letting that happen again, and I think it happened after the United four nil, which was never a four nil game. Yeah, but I think a few of those players would have thought, right, fuck it. Now we know what we're up against. Mm. Probably well, a good thing in hindsight. Said, I, I think I am. Yeah, well, probably a good thing in hindsight. I think it adds kind of a lot of, uh, you know, you know, ballast to what we were saying, really. And I'll go back to what I said earlier on. You know, we've got a team here that's developing and integrating and we're getting all these youngsters in. Some of them, look, well, all of them at the moment are looking fantastic. Uh, if we add, you know, keep some of the experienced pros, add a sprinkling of world-class players, you know. I mean, Klopp, I think, came uh, Liverpool came eighth in... The league yeah. first time round, then six. Uh, it took them a while to get back in the Champions League, and then lo and behold, they get into a final and then they go and win the competition the next year. First trophies he got, got to a couple of finals. I think the Europa, didn't he? The yeah. Year before that, yeah, yeah. but you know, it it was it was it was development all the time, moving in the right direction, and suddenly bang. And the thing is, he's got a team that's played together for three or four years. On the whole, there has been turnover, I know, and there will be inevitably. But the core of that team, he's 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 held together. Yeah, I I see. I I tell you, I'm I'm feeling it in my waters that we might be on the same trajectory. Anyway, uh, trajectory. What? What? Prophetic. You said you feel it in your waters. Prophetic piss. <laughs> prophetic piss. Yes, I like that. We should get T-shirts with it. The Chelsea fan cars. Prophetic piss. Yeah. Actually, as a quick aside, some of I was going to go... bag stuff. We just need to know what our walkers well, are going to do. <laughs> I was. I was going to. I was. I was. There was a when I was at Nuts TV. Charlie Booker uh, did a review of the channel, which was absolutely excoriating. And the the line that we we used to have these T-shirts with Nuts TV on them. And uh, he said, basically, Nuts TV, uh, fueled by shit, powered by piss. And uh, <laughs> we all got T-shirts printed with Nuts TV, powered by, uh, powered, yeah. was it, uh, fueled by shit, powered by piss. So there you go. It's, in fact, funny enough, the legacy of that, the legacy of that, of course, exists today in the opening uh, opening yes. line of the Chelsea fancast, fueled by Guinness, powered by celery. So what? What I'm really saying in the is welcome to the Chelsea fancast, fueled by shit, powered by piss. piss. So they, yes. now you know. And the little nods, Charlie Brooker. For, there we go. That's, yeah. that's that's quite mild, I think. By his. Well, you, you should have read the rest of it, mate. It was yeah. quality. We, we we all read it in the office and we were loving it. The people who ran the channel were not quite as happy, but we thought it was hilarious. Anyway, enough of that. Uh, in part uh, three, because we're now this was part two. We've done part one. It's now part three coming back, uh, coming up, and we're looking ahead to tomorrow night's Champions League tie against Valencia. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. You in? 
Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Chidge. JK. In all the years you've been following Chelsea, you hardly ever miss a match, home or away. But how would you feel if you couldn't be there and it's not on TV? Oh, Chidge, I'd be bereft. Inconsolable. The thought of missing my beloved Blue Boys live. <laughs> it's all too much. <laughs> I know, JK, I know. It's all a bit too much, isn't it? Yes. <laughs> well, panic not. NordVPN have come to the rescue. They have? Yep, NordVPN allows us to watch any match, even if it's not on live TV here. They do? Yeah, they do. With just one click, they switch your virtual location to a country which is showing the match, and they act as your cyber bodyguard whilst online, protecting your personal data and sensitive info like card details and passwords. Oh, wow, great. Uh, But yeah, I bet that'll cost me a fortune. Actually, JK, it's only the price of a cup of coffee per month, and you can use your account across six devices. It's a bargain, JK, and best of all... No more tears for you. Oh, thank you. Thank you, NordVPN. I'm so happy. I could cry. <laughs> Where do I sign up, Jidge? Well, to get the best discount off your NordVPN plan, go to nordvpn.com forward slash Chelsea Fancast. There's no risk with Nord's 30-day money-back guarantee, and you'll help support the Chelsea Fancast. The link is in the podcast episode description box. Fans, real opinions. I'm Jason Cundy, and you're listening to the Chelsea Football Fancast. Proper Chelsea. Footballfancast.com. Right, welcome back. This is the Chelsea Fancast. I am Stanford Chidge, and why have I got this silly kind of voice? I don't know. I, I do it occasionally. <laughs> it's Matt Berry, anyway, isn't it? You've been it is. I am I... Stanford Chidge. You are listening to the Chelsea Fancast, <laughs> and we have the best uh, voiceover artist in the world with us, Mr. Jonathan Kidd. <laughs> Great to be here. Yes, and and we have uh, one of probably the nicest people I know at Chelsea, uh, a real buddy, and uh, we've missed him. He's been in bloody France, getting lost in France with Bonnie Tyler, but we've, got, right. the, we've got the reverend back, Tony Glover. Uh, yep, that's it. Yeah, it was just we paired you en France. <laughs> yeah, bonnet, bonnet de douche, monsieur. Bonnet, bonnet de, de douche. Well, bonnet de douche. You've no idea, again, how many times I use that phrase to French people just to uh, try and accentuate the point that I'm not really that thick. You know, they just love that. They love that when you say stuff like that. Um, but yeah, no, it's good. It's 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 good to be here. Cheers. Always Indeed. a pleasure. Always a always pleasure. lovely having you on here. Anyway, uh, we've uh, we've uh, moving away from France. We're going to La España because it's uh, we, we welcome Valencia to the bridge tomorrow night for our first Champions League match for a little while. Uh, you know, we missed it last year. Uh, Frank's first Champions League match as manager. It's it's therefore massively exciting. Uh, Frank had this to say. Uh, about it all which I thought was very again he, he's such a, a he's such a silky smooth person in front of the media isn't he Frank he said this it's it's different in its nature he said the main thing I found as a player is your concentration and focus levels throughout every game have to be absolutely spot on not to say 
you can get away with things in the Premier League, but the higher level of play in the Champions League and the different style of game that comes sometimes can surprise you. There are teams that are fantastic on the counter-attack and can hurt you in one second when you feel like you're in control. So that focus throughout will be the main point I will take out. Now, in terms of what's going on tomorrow, I mean, the first thing, of course, is that he also revealed that Emerson and Kante will are still out. And, of course, Rudiger is also out. So, uh, Tony, who starts for you? Well, um, in terms of the defence, um, you, you've got very little choice. I mean, it's going to be Christensen and probably Tamori and Azpilicueta. I think he'll go with the three at the back. Um uh, in terms of the, the uh, oh, 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 sorry, and Alonso, he's got Alonso there, hasn't he? So, and Alonso did well on, on he played well. Was that his first game of the season um, on yep. Saturday, I think? Yeah, so um, impressive to see him, uh, you know, because he could have let easily let his head drop um, with the way things appear to have been going. Kante's always a loss, but I, do you know what? I like Kovacic. When I see him, he's almost Deschamps-like in that water carrier role. He breaks it up, or Makalele like he's this sort of weird, bastardised hybrid mixture of uh, of those sort of players. And Jorginho, who was of course Sarri's son, has been almost released. Don't you think? I, 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 I've seen a player who's actually enjoying his football and he's contributing and he's he's making runs with the ball and everything like that. So I'm not too worried about that. I think Frank and Jody and that team are very very good at spotting. Uh, where where we've got shortfalls and how can you plug those holes? Um, my bigger worry, Chidge, really, is that the Valencia have sacked their was it Marcelo or whatever his name was and, and gone and got um, I can't remember the guy's name they've brought in now. They've, they've um, bought a Real Madrid assistant. They sacked yeah. a really good manager and replaced him with a really shit one. Yeah. And, and they one lost the... they lost five two to Barcelona uh, on Saturday night. Yeah, yeah but even I, a bloke I... called Fatty scored for Barcelona. Yeah. Well, he's the one with the hundred million pound release clause at age sixteen. Yeah. So, uh, so you know, maybe he's not. Maybe he's not so fat after maybe all. Maybe not so fat. Oh, I would say that maybe his wallet's fat. I'm always worried when a team comes to you on the back of a hiding with a new manager, yeah. and I think, um, you know, why the owner sacked the other guy? I don't know because he didn't win them the FA their equivalent of the cup last season and qualified him for the Champions League, and then you know, almost immediately, it, I mean. You, it's easy to sit there and go with these Spanish. They're, they're loonies, aren't they? You know, just sacking managers right left and centre. And you look at Watford, and you look at us, and you look at Leeds, and you look at all these other teams or whatever. Um, we're no better than Newcastle, etc. Um, that's my only worry: is is that you know, would is there a possibility that our boys would possibly think this should be okay because because they've got a new manager because they're got spanked by Barcelona? Will confidence be low? Um, it could just be that they're going to come and think shit or bust. Who cares? You know what we got to lose, and uh, and we get caught with our pants down. Um, well, personally, really, a lot better than them, though, mate. We we might just be a lot better than them. We may be. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm still yeah. going to go for a, a two-one. I think a two-one or a one-nil. Um, I, I think early early Champions League games are very rarely good. Anyway, are they? Group stages always tend to be very cagey first. Well, the interesting thing is we also very rarely lose them. But of course, you know this is the thing. I think in a sense, I, I, I've delved in as you know in the running in the script. Yes. I've got it all in here, but I've just nicked it straight from Chelsea's website. But the, the the thing is that I think stats for the Champions League this season are absolutely meaningless because. You're really comparing them to a time when we were a very, very different animal in, in Europe, you know. Experienced, bloody good, fantastic players, fantastic managers, the whole nine yards. This is very different. So when I see a stat here like, 
you know, uh, Chelsea are one of, I think they've got the fourth best goals per game ratio in, in the Champions League behind only Real Madrid, Barcelona and Bayern Munich. I say, well, that's great, but it's meaningless. When I see Chelsea have lost only once in our last 12 Champions League matches at Stamford Bridge, six wins, five draws, and that defeat coming in the last 16 stage of 2015-16 campaign against PSG, I go, well, yeah, but that was then, not now. So I, I really do think it, it's great, but I, I, I don't think you can really read in anything into it. Jonathan, uh, just to pick up on, on Tony uh, and, and who we start with, I think he, he's right to a degree. I think the team pretty much picks itself at the moment, but do you think they'll go three four two one again? Um, I, it depends what he think, how he thinks... Um... Uh, how they're going to play? We'll, he'll have looked at them. The scouts will have looked at them. But um, uh, if he thinks that you know they've got decent attacking power and he wants to keep the three, well, he, I think he stated the reason he 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 played the three is he wanted to have three centre halves. Well, if he thinks that's the way to go, he'll he'll play the same team, won't he? Um, uh, I'd have thought it would be likely, but uh, if not, he'll play the four and he'll. Um, uh, and somebody will uh, will miss out. Um, Pop one of the centre halves will miss out, and there'll be another midfield player. Uh, I don't know what setup he believes would work here. Um, I, I, I tell you what. I tell you what is interesting is that you know Valencia, you know, intrigue me actually because they were a very, very, very good side uh, about twenty years ago. You know, they famously got to the final, didn't they, when uh, um, Zidane scored that amazing overhead kick up at Hamden Park. Uh, you know, and they 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 have great pedigree and history, but they've not done a lot recently. They haven't been in the Champions League since 2012, so they've clearly been on the decline for a while. And yeah, and they're not doing very well in La Liga, although it is very early days. They just fired their manager and replaced him with somebody I don't think is is any any way near as good as the previous manager, Marcellus. But they have got good players um, and dangerous players too. I mean, Parejo. Uh, their number 10 and their captain he's their absolute you know he's their metronome uh, and he's great from set pieces and set plays picking out passes he he's a danger and uh, they've got Cheryshev who uh, uh, the Russian player uh, who uh, you know he's capable of scoring great some great goals he, he, well, he scored against Croatia didn't he yeah um, yeah yeah so you know they've got good players uh, they I mean it's got draw written all over it hasn't it <laughs> you know what I mean Chid, you said it was going to be a draw at the weekend, and it was five-two. So, yeah, but, not I, I against, yeah, but that, that was against Wolves. This is against Valencia, yeah, and I was basically was saying it was going to be a draw against Wolves because I really had no idea. Because I think this is also half of the thing with Chelsea at the moment because of the the, the inexperience of the players that we've got. You, it's hard to predict. You just don't know what's going to happen. They, I mean, if they, they're capable of, of thumping anybody if they get a bit of luck and, a, and it doesn't hit the post or the crossbar. But they're also capable of making some unbelievable Horlicks and letting a goal in. Or they're, they're probably capable, and this is the kind of thing that worries me a bit, they're, they're capable of being, of being kind of outmaneuvered by a, a wily, experienced team. You know, that's what worries me. And, and it would worry me if Valencia have been consistently in the Champions League for the last 10 years, but they haven't. So maybe... They've lost the knack. I mean, they were terrible against uh, Arsenal last season in the semi-final of the Europa Cup, if you remember. Yeah, yeah, that's why I don't see them being a problem. I think we'll we'll win easily. Well, I think we'll win easily. I think we'll score four goals. He's full of confidence, isn't he, he Tony? Bloody or full is, of something? I'm not he's sure. Full of, well, he's full of something because <laughs> I did not. <laughs> Jeez, no I, way, I, he's like my mate. My mate, I've, 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 I've spent a whole Tony. season. Well, Tony, my mate. 
Can you talk one at a time? Tony first, then then Jonathan. Finish what you were saying, Tony. That I go to football with, who spent the whole season about two years ago, around yeah. maybe his first year or whatever, saying we're going to win every game four 0 And I said to him, "Well, if you bet on that every game, you're going to at least one of them." Well, oh yeah, true. Right? Even I don't up, see a uh, scoring four because I think. I just think that it's the first game in the Champions League. We've been out of it a year, um, and I just think, any, any I, I, well, well, I just think, it, it. I just think it'll be very cagey. I really do. I just think caginess is always the, your default step, and maybe mate, Frank might prove me wrong. He, he may well begin out there saying, "Go out there and destroy them and, and do what you can." There's but... a theory. There's a theory that he played the Wolves game slightly cagely at the beginning because he didn't want us to be completely exhausted. Because that's been a pattern, hasn't it? We've gone at it like idiots. But I thought we played. Um, wonderfully well. Um, uh, I, I, I think we're playing in that kind of way, which can actually shock oppositions to start off with. So I, I'm, I'm uh, and, and also my record at the moment is actually quite good. You know, I, I got um, I got the the Norwich result right, and uh, and I was almost right with the Sheffield United. I said it would be three two and not two two, and I was and I got four three. I said four three at the weekend. So. I'm, I'm, you know, I think I'm happy. I'm allowed to say four because uh, I'm doing okay. But you so, know, at least at least two of those um, predictions would not be classed as shots on target, don't you? <laughs> it's the equivalent of it in the post, mate. It's not, it's not in. It ain't on target. No, Sorry, right, yeah, I couldn't resist that. One of them, I've I'm got absolutely right, didn't I? I got the three-two. I've, I've, I've decided it was time I had a chance to pull your leg there, JK. Well, you yeah. know, I tell you what, I, 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 you know, Jonathan has actually been on fire with his predictions this season. I'll be honest with you, Tony. I, I'm with you actually, Tony. I, I think it. It'll be cagey, but uh, on the other hand, Jonathan may have a point. It's very early in the competition. You know, a loss at this stage isn't isn't going to be uh. critical. There are probably, I mean, what what is really interesting about the Champions League group stages for Chelsea is who are the biggest team because they all seem a much of a muchness. You know, Ajax, uh, Valencia, Lille. and Lille. There's no standout whipping boy, and there's no standout exceptional big side. So. That could be difficult if you're a manager because you're thinking, well, who are the people we have to take points off and who are the people we need to draw against and just kind play of almost, it safe? Almost a group of death in, in the sense well, that you've got uh, yeah. four, four quite well... If you look at history and you look at that, yeah, then I think you're looking at that. You're looking at... I mean, Ajax were semi-finalists, weren't they, last year? I think they got their uh, semi-finalists. Ajax Lille, were the semi-finalists. Yeah, but they were, you see, they've lost their but... best players, of course, Ajax. So yeah. we don't, and they struggled to even... Uh, I can't remember who they were playing against now, um, but anyway, they struggled to make the the, the group quali- the group stages. They had Ghent, to qualify to get in. Ghent, I think they'd be. Yeah, Ghent or something. I can't remember JK, but anyway. Um, interestingly enough, the last time we played uh, Valencia was um, in 2011 or 12, I think. I can't 11, remember. 11. Got, it, was, yeah. it, was, it was in December, actually. It was yeah. in 2011. And we won 3-0, largely thanks to uh, the Drog, who scored two goals, and Ramirez, who scored one. But this, of course, was at the height of the nadir of the Andre Villas Boas project. And the thing oh. that really stuck in my mind is not... You haven't got it uh, on the paperwork you've got there. I just happened to know this. But uh, Frank was on the bench, didn't get any minutes at all, because this was at the stage where Villas Boas thought it'd be a really good idea to piss off Terry, Cole, Drogba and Lamps and pay a check. Um, particularly Lampard, uh, leaving him on the bench. And Simon Johnson, who used to be uh, right for the Standard, now writes for the Athletic, did a really brilliant article today, kind of recalling that time and and how awful it all was and, of course, how it all ended, you know, which was in absolute glory once we 
got got rid of the ginger Mourinho, uh, and it all worked out fine. But uh, very interesting time. And of course, the manager of that Valencia side was none other than Unai Emery. Was it really? About, yes, Good it Lord. was. Blimey. So there you go. But they had good players then. Soldado, uh, they had uh, Victor Ruiz, Jordi Alba. You know, they went on. I mean, that's what, what Valencia do. They seem to lose their best players to either Man City or Barcelona these days. But there you go. It's going to mm. be intriguing. I tell you what, though, the best thing of all is we're back. And that's what I like the most. You've got to be in the Champions League. And uh, I, for one, am very much looking forward to it tomorrow. Uh, right, very quickly, uh, I'm going to ping out some uh, parish notices, as, as Tony likes to call them. Uh, Patreon, of course, lovely. We've got some great new Patreon uh, subscribers this week. Uh, mass- I haven't had a chance to, to send you an email or, or a message on there to say thank you hugely. Uh, I'll try and get on it the, the minute I get some time, but it's lovely, uh, lovely to have you on board. Uh, the uh, the Kerry banners are on their way. They're, at the moment, they're stuck in customs and they're trying to fleece me a load of money to, to liberate them, but I'm, I'll get on the case and then you'll all get a nice little banner. Uh, anyway, if you want to join up on Patreon, uh, you don't have to. This is absolutely 150,000% voluntary. Um, if you just like what we do, you want to support what we do, bung us a few uh, dollars every month because it is in dollars. Uh, you know, a bit like the fanzine, only a dollar, do a dollar a show, whatever. It doesn't really matter. Anything you like, as little or as as large as you want, really. Um, And uh, we have a little gang there, really, a little Patreon gang, and uh, we can talk to each other on there and and exchange views, and I can let you know kind of exclusive news. I I don't really want to get all wanky about it like proper podcasts do on Patreon and have rewards here and rewards there. I'll just do it in my usual chidge haphazard oh, way you're not going to go for a be... tiered service no i'm just going to do it in my typical haphazard chidge way but it will be done with love and compassion and delight that you all want to engage with us and if you don't like that then you're simple you don't belong to patreon you don't have to sign up nobody nobody's forcing you to but it's lovely that you do um right the chelsea supporters trust much more serious uh, obviously uh, join the trust get your voice heard by the club free to join up to be a member but if you want to be a voting member and come to the meetings and also have a very nice shiny badge then you have to part with five quid a year uh, to be a, a voting member and you can sign up at chelseasupporterstrust.com uh, and uh, you can follow them on twitter at chelsea s trust and uh, finally uh, if you well you should all do this really you should all get a chelsea pitch owners share uh, if you don't want uh, to, you know chelsea to end up like Bury or Bolton, uh, having a Chelsea pitch owner's share is the most surefire way to prevent that from happening because it stops the ground being assets stripped and sold to a property developer, which is exactly why the whole pitch owner owner's shareholdership came into being. So if you want to have a CPO share, you pay about 40, 50 quid or something like that. It's not too expensive. Uh, and uh, there you go. You can make sure that Chelsea will always play football at Stamford Bridge. Uh, if you want to find out how to do it, info at chelseapitchowners.com or check out uh, chelseafc.com forward slash fans forward slash Chelsea hyphen pitch hyphen owners and follow them on Twitter at pitch owners. Right, after the break, uh, we've got no less than seven emails to read out. It's fantastic emails. Jonathan, get your get the honey and uh, whiskey slurp, slurping around the old vocal cords, mate. We'll see you in a second. Fans, real opinions. I'm Jason Cundy, and you're listening to the Chelsea Football Fancast. Up the Chelsea! FootballFancast.com 
Right, welcome back. I am Stanford Chidge, and you're listening to Chelsea Fancast. I've got the lovely Tony Glover with us. Good evening. Sorry, I was um, elsewhere then for a second. I know. I don't. Don't I just have this inherent knack <laughs> for knowing when you're eating, gone yeah, mute, yeah. or whatever? It's yeah, spooky, yeah. isn't it, mate? Absolutely Indeed. spooky. <laughs> Delightful to have you back, mate. Uh, and of course, as ever, as ever, the uh, the uh, the Eric to my Ernie. The Sid to my uh, Sid, uh, basically were they two Sids? Sid, no, it wasn't. It's Eddie Large, wasn't it? Or Sid, Sid? What was it? Sid Little and Eddie Large. He's muted himself as well. The silly ass. Anyway, we got no. He's back. I have not. He has not. Okay, he's back anyway. Jonathan Kidd, fantastic to have him on the show as ever, Enjoy. particularly for this part because this is where he comes into his own. Um, now I've got the first one this week, uh, J.K. So I shall carry on. Uh, it's from Greg Droney from Australia, who we heard from the other week. He said, uh, Hi, Chidge and JK. Thanks again for the fabulous program and for reading out my email. I am the Aussie with a son in Fulham. We remember you well, Greg. Brilliant email, as I remember. Uh, I just wanted to concur with your views on being patient with Frank's blues. I grew up with kids who were sons of migrants and who uh, who had teams. Trying to fit in, I chose Chelsea simply because of the shape lines of Raquel Welch and fully committed in the 1974-75 season. As you know, things went from bad to worse, and I'm forever grateful to Clive Walker scoring at Bolton to save us from Division 3, aren't we all? But that is half the fun, supporting during good and bad, a bit like a marriage. From the rusty, the rusted on, I think he means from the rusted on ashes holding, sorry, not really. I don't know quite what he means. I think he's trying to have a jab at us about the I, fact that the Aussies won the ashes. From the rusted urn ashes holding, urn, could he meant them? Yes, I think he might. No, yes. I don't think so. It makes sense to me. It, what he means is the rusted on ashes holding, sorry, not really, Greg Droney. Yeah, I think John, Jake, Jake is trying to make a point there, but uh, no, no, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not trying to make a point. That's just how I've, I've understood it. The, I, our ashes, we're, we're holding the ashes because it's rusted on. We will be holding the ashes because it's rusted on. No, oh, sorry, I'm not really sorry. He's saying. Okay, good. I got it. It's either way. It's a dig at us English types for them winning the ashes. But anyway, you still uh, haven't won a series in England for something like twenty years. So stick that one up there. Uh, J.K., your turn. It's more than 20 years, Jidge, isn't it? 1975 or something. No, no, no. It's the first time we've had a drawn series since 1972, but they haven't won the Ashes uh, in this country. They haven't actually won the Ashes in this country or won a series in this country. This is from uh, Nick Lennartson. Dear Chidge and JK, after listening to the latest pod, number 471, bloody good one as always. Thanks, Nick. Listening to your thoughts about some fans talking transfers already, which is insane. Absolutely. My thought on this is that some of our colleagues stroke fans simply are stressed about the fact that in quotes, all other teams, all other meaning the teams, excuse me, whom we're comparing us with upgrading their squad whenever it's possible in order to bring someone in, you'd need to see what we actually need. We have fantastic promising youth talents and some new recruits such as Pulisic, which we still need to develop. Yes, we could use a another striker well I'm not so sure now and yes we could upgrade our defence but for whom and with whom it's exactly the point I was making last week I totally agree with you both it's too bloody early to talk reinforcements and whom to buy very good English especially when we still have to wait for the window to open for us but even more important what stroke where and whom I love these whoms should be replaced in order to fit in Lampard's tactics you've left the um, apostrophe out of the 
the Lampards there, um, Nick, but never mind. To sum it up, some fans, in quotes, are simply stressed to not get the high-profile names in the CFC shirt, but would you both like to have Icardi as a striker? Question mark, silly face. Keep up the awesome work and looking forward to the next pod. Yours, Nicholas, Nick Lennartson. No. Well, uh, Akadi, I don't think it matters at the moment. I think you've no. got three pretty, pretty good ones. So yeah. uh, um, no. I don't think it's anything we care about at the moment. Why care about no. it when it's not going to happen for, for months, you know? So Yeah, yeah. But I actually think, uh, uh, Chidja, I can't remember if I read it or Chidja said it earlier on, but Liverpool signed virtually nobody this season because they didn't need yeah. to. And no. Spurs didn't sign anybody last season because arguably they didn't need to. I know they fell off a bit at the last at the end of last season, but this this idea that you keep buying big name players in order to refresh the squad, I think, is a bit of a busted flush these days. I think actually we won't be the only club to start seeing more and more of our academy uh, products come through because when you talk about you know you're already talking about. 50, 60 million for some players that you probably wouldn't describe as much better than journeymen in some cases. I think it's, you know, I think it's, it's that bit out of There's control. no value in the market. No, no. And I, I think, you know, it, it would, is Icardi going to fit the Premier League any better than Tammy is at the moment? Or no. any number of other players that are in the Premier League? No. I mean, so there's I, no I'm, guarantees, not, are no, there? I mean, no. how many how many quality players? Okay, we've bought some quality players who've been yeah. stellar and gone on to be legends for us, but we've bought some... Players that we didn't know that they were going to be quality, uh, world-class and legends, and we bought them quite well, and, and, and we bought some absolute stinkers, as I said. So, you know, I, there's no guarantees. I, I've got to say that I think that what's Nick, what Nick is not saying, but what Nick means about these people who are getting their knickers in a twist about, uh, you know, other teams, uh, you know, buying players, I think it's what we generally call in my profession penis envy. Indeed. And they, need, they need to sort it out. Can I just um, say one more thing? As well. yeah. Didn't you find it completely refreshing to go through that close season without any of the bullshit yes, of totally. who we're going to buy and all of the poxy speculation and all of the betting companies are saying Chelsea are going to buy such and such? All that rubbish. I found that joyous, mate. Absolute joyous. Yeah, it was indeed. Enjoy the uh, silence, I believe, the phrase from Depression. Enjoy Oates. the silence, indeed, it was. Yeah, I mean, great email, uh, uh, Nick. Uh, the only other thing I would say is we we didn't really talk about Pulisic tonight. Uh, there was a bit of interesting, uh, you know, Twitter chat going on about Pulisic, uh, JK. Um, you know, he's not like the kids. He didn't grow up here and and grow up with this system. So it's quite, you know, he he's facing the same kind of thing that a lot of overseas players have when they come in here and they have to adapt to the game, adapt to the mentality and all of that. I think it might take him a bit of time, but if we stick with him, I think there's a player in there. Well, completely, utterly, yeah. I think he'll be terrific. I just think he's not fitting in at the moment. He's not, and he fades a bit. But it, it's yeah. he's never played in this environment before. Yeah, so uh, totally. No, no, no. He's got I'm, skill. Yeah, he was he, he he was good in the setup for the against Sheffield United for the first half, and then he faded away. But you know, if he, Frank's decided in the same way, he doesn't want to play Barkley. Barkley comes on as a sub. It's you know, it's 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 early days. You know, it'll all come through. He's a decent player. He'll be decent. I'm not I'm not writing him off now, even though you know he's just disappeared. He wasn't even on the on the bench, was he? But in the same way with Barkley, you know. Got the same. It, it, he's clearly not in the. He's not figuring at the moment. He'll have an opportunity, and also, but if he does better, of course, he'll he'll figure. You know. Indeed, uh, it's early days, basically. Right. Uh, next email. This is from our great mate Chain, one of our lovely Patreons. Uh, I say this in the nicest way, but Chain has been patronising us for a long time. He'll giggle when I say that. I'm sure. 
Uh, he sent this lovely little note onto Patreon, JK. He said, that episode tonight, which was last week's show, we did a, did a kind of a bit of a surprise show, Tony, where we, we didn't have any content, so we just threw it open for a and a and we had a, a trip down memory lane oh, right. in the 60s with Jonathan. If, if um, You know, I'd never force people to listen to them, but have a listen to it. It was quite Yeah, 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 well, I, I, I do listen to them in podcasts. Uh, you know, well, there you go. You know, when there I'm working from home in the background, when, um, well, when you know James O'Brien's finished, and I need something a bit lighter. <laughs> yeah, well, this was definitely a bit lighter. Anyway, Chain says that episode tonight was absolutely legendary. One of my favourites ever. JK's meandering run through the uh, history of Chelsea FC and the Q and A, fantastic. Um, I, I think we should do a few more of those. Maybe international break time again. JK, we'll do a bit of a bit of a quick roundup of the old Chelsea news then then launch into a, a bit of a memory lane trip for you and a bit of a Q&A because I thought it was a great fun show and I've been thinking actually I'm going to do a bit of a, a brainstorm with you lot about some new things we could do just liven it up a bit you know make it even better what do you think yeah fantastic I think it'd be great yeah mm. anything that they've people regular listeners or mix they're, they're so completely part of the show you know they should be uh, they should be involved if necessary well, I- they come, I, up with, I think, come up with something all to the better. Good for them, you know, great. JK, next email for you. Um, this is from Bud Zola. Bud, I don't deny it. These emails are completely self-indulgent, but when else am I going to have a professional voice actor at my disposal to biography my relatively simple existence? True. I must say, it's a voice that is truly befitting of our great club. <laughs> Thanks, Bud. So if you don't mind, JK, please continue. A story. Boxing Day fixtures. I don't think there's a football supporter, match going or otherwise, that doesn't love Boxing Day fixtures. Everyone's buzzing from Christmas. There's still no work on the horizon for a good few days. And if you're lucky enough to be going to the match and aren't the designated driver, you're laughing. Luckily, all of the above applied to me when we played West Brom at home in 2008. Dixie pulled the short straw and had to drive up from the south coast. Blue and white Santa hats all round. New clobber from the family donned. It's astonishing how many beers you can drink in a couple of hours without realising. It was 2008, though. Heady times. An iconic 11. Inspirational flair like Joe Cole and Nick Anelka, perfectly complemented by the brute force and desire from the likes of Alex and Michael Ballack. Exciting times five years into the new era, and we were in terrific spirits. So much that we fell out of the car and into a pub for a couple of hours. Now, Some listeners may be aware of this particular phenomenon. Sometimes you go to the football and totally unexpectedly and by no means planned, you end up getting fully and completely (laughs) bollocksed. Bollocksed, I'll repeat that. To this day, I've no recollection of the game. I imagine it was an absolute delight. I was an absolute delight to be seated next to. Not for the first time, Drogba and Lampard made it an easy afternoon's work for the boys in blue. And we must have enjoyed the game because the celebrations continued somewhere around the Duke on the Green area. Calling the wife on the journey home, putting on my best voice, I assured her I was having a lovely day and that she should stick around at her parents and enjoy the festive period. The only thing I hadn't realised was I'd not got my door keys, something which didn't dawn on me until reaching our flat. I tried the other three flats doorbells to see if I could get into the building at the very least. It was Christmas after all. It was time to get cold, but no one was in. No bother, I thought, and I confidently meandered down the road to the offie for a can and a kebab shop and Dublin, Thousand Island and chips. I was still laughing. Bonus tinny and kebab, 2-0 to the Chels. What a day, I thought. Merry fucking Christmas, one and all. Ho, ho, ho. 
At 10 to midnight, I was absolutely, I was abruptly awoken by a swift boot to the ribs. I stirred and opened my eyes in instalments. The first thing I noticed was it was so bitterly freezing cold, slumped in the corner of the porch with donor meat and sauce all over the place. I then noticed my wife towering over me like a furious oak tree. What the fuck are you sleeping in the porch for? And look at the fucking state of you. She's so eloquent and dainty, my missus. As I scramble around on the floor looking for purchase to make my way up to eye level, I realise there is a can of Strongbow. Oh, my God. Strongbow for fuck. Frozen, stuck in my hand. I took a swig and stood up gracefully. I looked into the communal area and saw lights on. Sure enough, two of the other three flats had returned home during my slumber. I hope they didn't have people with them. Imagine the indignity of having your guests step over a, a, a passed-out drunkard whilst avoiding the greasy slip hazard of a dinner. I'd rustled myself up and then distributed all over the floor. Apologies made to the letting agents. Pastry peace offerings to the other flats. A couple of days in the doghouse. And pneumonia. <laughs> I absolutely love Boxing Day games. The end. Bud Zola. Oh, dear, oh, dear, oh, dear. dear. Brilliant stuff. Well, by the way, buying a kebab is not story. rustling a dinner up. Oh. <laughs> That's my only That's point. Buying absolute... a kebab is not rustling up a dinner by yourself, is it really? <laughs> not really, no. I mean, that. I mean, I, I, Bud is a man after my own heart uh, for many, many reasons, but that is a brilliant, genius-like story. It does actually remind me, Jonathan and Tony, of a time when I... You know, in the good old days when I was still living in Pimlico and I could get absolutely rat-assed after the game, or bollocks, as Bud would have it, and I would uh, wend my way home at closing time, uh, having had a great day out, win, lose or draw, it has to be said, uh, and, and I, w- I, would, I would stagger from uh, Pimlico Road bus stop towards uh, Sutherland Street, and, and of course what would ha- then happen, I'd go, oh, I'm a bit peckish. So I would I would I would uh, carry on up Warwick Way and and end up uh, at the Cypress Mangle Kebab Shop, the best kebab uh, shop in the world. It has to be said. And I did this one night, and I came back clutching my my chicken donor and uh, a, a box of chips because they used to um, give you the chips in those funny kind of polystyrene, those yellow polystyrene kind of boxes. So I got home, and of course you know because I because I'm pissed, and it's like you know two steps forward, one step back. It took me about half an hour to do a 10 minute walk so i got home and of course everything was cold i thought knee bother uh i'll, I'll watch match of the day which i've tivoed of course uh and i chucked chucked it all in the oven i thought i'll give it 10 minutes and i'll uh i'll, I'll go and go and grab my kebab of course uh um i woke up half an hour later having you know dozed off watching the match of the day and I, I went into the oven, and uh, the, the bit was well. You know what it's like. I mean, I kept it in the paper, so the paper was kind of you know brown by now, but the the kebab was all very nice inside. And then I looked at the the the, the oven, and the chips were not on the uh, level of the onion that I put uh, of the oven that I put them in. They'd all kind of fallen into the bottom, into the into the grill tray, and they were covered in what I thought was cheese. And I thought, hang on, that's really weird. I didn't order cheesy chips. I just ordered chips. How, how come they're all covered in anyway? I realised that I'd put the polystyrene, the chips with the poly, in the polystyrene box into the oven, and the polystyrene had melted, thus creating polystyrene chips, not <laughs> cheesy chips. <laughs> Luckily, I wasn't so pissed that I ate them. Yeah, it's just not real. It must have been. You might have got oh. plastic poisoning of some kind and been no longer. Oh, no. oh 
dear. Oh it took dear. me a good five or ten minutes to figure out what I'd done, though. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, what's going on? I don't like cheesy chips. Anyway, uh, we don't. Well, the we good digress. news is we are at home on Boxing Day this year to Southampton. Uh, a three o'clock kickoff. And I hope to God Sky and the other wankers don't get involved and push that back to 7.30 or something, eight o'clock at night, because I won't be going well, It'd be dreadful well, I, I, at 12, wouldn't it? It never works at 12. Everybody's asleep at 12. Even the but if they push it to the evening, I, I've, I'm massively, I massively object to boxing night football because that's when we have all our family over. And I wouldn't be, yeah. you know, I'm sorry. But, I, I think, yeah. I, well... I won the I, I, boxing day with my wife, you see, and that's why it's so precious to me that it's at three o'clock because for years she said to me, you ain't going on boxing day. All my family are coming over, all the family are coming over. And I, every year I say, well, you're not my fucking mum. I'm going to football, right? And eventually she saw the wisdom of trying to, you know, the, the, or the, I say she, she saw the, 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 the kind of uh, the, the daftness of trying to stop a grown man going to football on boxing day. And all I said to her was, I promise if they put it back to the evening, I wouldn't go and I won't. You know, so there you go. But that went well, on. I've, I've been annoying my family for years by by going to the football on a boxing day. But I fear being down in Hampshire, I probably won't be doing it this year. Because what's the point of going up there if I have to drive back? Yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. I'm saying anyway, whatever. But that was a brilliant email, mate. We really enjoyed that. The, 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 yeah, fantastic. Anyway, J.K., you're up. Me again? Yeah. Two in a row. Yeah. Oh, blindy. God. Uh, ben Short, dear Chidge and Jonathan. Hope all is well and you had a smashing weekend as I certainly did after our game against Wolves a quick stat for you all of Chelsea's goal and the goals in the Premier League this season have been scored by English players who are 21 and under and Tammy is joint top scorer in the league with seven goals as the who said the kids are all right wow, that's got some plagiarism going on here yeah, what, plagiarism what, what, going on here do you know what that was yeah. totally I, 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 I already titled the programme the kids are all right before I had read and put Ben's email yeah, yeah. into the script J- Ben J- is in, in there at the moment JK, Ben Mixer at the moment JK can I just quote I think it was Christine Keeler here wasn't oh, yeah. she the one who said, well, he would say that, wouldn't he? No, it was Mandy Rice Davis. Oh, said. was it Mandy Rice Davis? Yeah. yeah. Well, I'll, I'll tell you what, I'll also. I'm talking to Mandy Rice Davis. Also, also, do you know what? Talking to Mandy Rice Davis, I used to know her daughter. She used to oh. run a modelling agency. Very nice girl she was too. Anyway, that's beside the point. Um, Joe Tweeds also tweeted out yesterday, the kids are all right. It's a pretty obvious title tonight. I wasn't exactly going full genius today. I was going full plagiarist. Anyway, carry on, Jacob. You could always say talking about their generation, couldn't you? Oh, we could. We could. We could. Yeah, yeah. Or the magic bus. <laughs> to Wolves. Yes. I've got a magic bus story to tell you one day, Chidge. <laughs> yeah, okay. Quick one while you're away. Let's keep yeah. going. Um, on to the game then. I have to start with Frank's changes. There's been some talk that Frank's choices have showed inexperience and maybe a tactical naivety. But after the international break with Emerson injured, Alonso was the obvious replacement and changing to three at the back. He played to his players' strengths because we all know, as we all know, Alonso cannot play in a four. Yes, we agree. It's a terrible shame because I I loved him two years ago. He was absolutely brilliant, but he's not a great defender. Frank adapted tactically to the game with the players he had, which is a concept Sarri never managed to grasp. Timuri's goal was a very Frank Lampard goal. Out of nowhere, right-footed shot outside the box. Glorious. Timuri strived forward to create the opportunity for a second. Yes, it was him who made it, of course, you remember. And didn't Tammy take it well? A hat-trick, because then uh, Mount was pulled back. A hat-trick for what surely is a future world-class player. His pace, strength, finishing and skill, because he absolutely done 
Cody for his third goal. I think it should be did, actually. Another thing on Tammy, when he was given the number nine shirt at the start of the season, I was concerned that the pressure might be too much because, as we know, the number nine shirt has been cursed for us down the years. But not only has he survived the pressure, he's thrived. That's a great point, Ben. Yeah, we've had some real idiots there, haven't we? And this is really interesting. Suddenly there's this, this possibly top, top, top forward. Um, I believe these three players, Tamuri, Tammy, Mount and hopefully others can form a core for us because that what that's what makes teams successful. We had a core for so long and we lost it a few seasons ago. So let's go smash the Spaniards and get off and running in the Champions League. By the way, I wanted to ask Jonathan a question on Mixler last week, but unfortunately it was bath time, so my dad duties took charge. My question for Jonathan and Chidge, please answer this too. And whom else you may have? Whom? Fantastic. Whom else you may have on the show? <laughs> with, with all the young talent coming through this season, what youth player is the best you've seen come through our system? My choice is quite obvious in John Terry, but since you've been watching Chelsea a lot longer than me, you might have a more unheard of choice. Well, it won't be unheard of for me and Chidge. P.S. You meant indeed. You mentioned a few times on the show you're wanting to put Johnny Hollins as well. Put fan mail on the website. Bobby Tambling and indeed Bobby Tambling and indeed uh, uh, Chopper uh, Harris, Terry Venables, and, Jimmy uh, Greaves. Indeed, indeed, all of them. Uh, and if you, <laughs> hang on, just quick. P.S. You've mentioned a few times on the show you're wanting to put fan mail on the website. And if oh, you deem yes. my emails worthy, I will be besotted with joy. Lovely. I wouldn't stop talking about it to my other half, much to her annoyance. It'll be a real honour and a privilege. As always, guys, absolutely love what you do and keep the blue flag flying high. Ever faithful, Ben. Brilliant. Terrific, terrific email. It's a good, really, really good question because I'm, I'm torn between John Terry on the basis of of what he did, what he won and all that sort of stuff. But the the kind of romanticism of Peter Osgood, you know, who's got a statue outside Stamford Bridge for a very, very good reason. So, yeah, it's a tough, tough one, that, isn't it? Because... It's true. I, can't, well, I can't compare any of them with, with, with it because it's all different. It is. It's a bit like comparing... Teams and, uh, you know, you've know, just got to say, well, actually, they, yeah, they, they, were great. You. they were great. They were great for the period they played and yeah. they were great in their era, you know. So uh, I would say... Um, uh, Hollins was wonderful because he was so young when he came in. Um, and uh, um, you could say Blunston was wonderful as well because uh, until he retired because he was 18 when he first played for Chelsea in the, uh, in the 1954-55 season and he kept going um, and was there in the, the team that got them promoted in 63. So, uh, you know, they're all, it's, it's, it's not horses for courses. That's not the wrong expression, but it's, it's from the era. And... Um, as you say, Chidge, Os- uh, as, b- as both you say, Osgood was brilliant for that period, but um, uh, Venables was wonderful for uh, for Doherty. Yeah, but, um, yeah, but it all went it all went peak time. Oh, no, we completely with him. Yeah, but for the period that he came through, he he played wonderfully, and um, but and Barry Bridges played as well, and he was my completely favourite player. I think, but I th- but I th- that's for I think... three different reasons because I just loved I loved his scoring. You know, you look you look at also when you're young, you look at players for different reasons. I loved him scoring. He was a goal scorer. And he and he celebrated wonderfully. And that's what you know, when you're nine, you go, Oh good, I love the way he's celebrating his goals. You know, it's the that's the thing. You've got a different feeling about players at different eras of your life as well, different stages of your life. I just, well, I mean, there are so many that we can yeah. think of. Yeah. I mean, Jimmy Greaves, arguably one of the greatest strikers England's ever produced, but of course he left mm, too yeah. early. Uh, I would say that's that's the same for Venables. He left too early. Uh, Johnny Hollins is a good shout, but if you're going on that basis, then how can we not 
mentioned Chopper Harris in that. Yeah. Breath. He yeah. gen- genuinely, genuinely came through the youth. He's the highest uh, appearance maker. He will always be the highest uh, appearance maker for Chelsea because JT was the only one who was going to get close. And, and Chopper was there through thick and thin and thinner and bleeds blue. And he was a bloody good player too. Don't let, let, let anybody nah, tell you different. Was. Aussie, I agree. Romantic choice. He's the king of Stamford Bridge, statue outside, and he was a genuine youth player. Bobby Tambling. Yeah. I mean, I, yeah, it's yeah. a bit tenuous because I think we only signed him when he was 15, but did, technically did that was a Hudson youth player. Come, did Alan Hudson come through the season? Huddy came, but then Huddy wasn't there long enough, really. You know, he doesn't have the longevity going for him, but No, talented. but again, you know, it's a, a, I guess another kind of one of those missed from my choice, from the, from my choice chaps teams, yeah, but, yeah. you know in terms of youth products for the club it can be only one it's got to be Jason Cundy that <laughs> 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 uh, uh, was almost uh, met with a stunned silence then it was wasn't it I can almost hear the tumbleweed it was brilliant yeah. oh no poor old Jace bless him but player at player young you know young player of the year you know nobody yeah. wanted him to go he was he could have been brilliant for us had it not I mean you know he got injured and he played for Spurs and stuff so that kind of hampered his career but he had talent when he came through um, but I mean if I'm you're going to nail I mean JT is the best I, you can't argue with that I mean he spent his whole career at the club yeah. he won everything he's the most successful captain we've ever had yeah. probably the most influential player we've ever had yeah. um, I, I'm kind of with Ben there but I think yes we're right to make a nod to a lot of these other great it is, players but, it, it is it's the old you know Mike Tyson Ali any number any any number of those fields you know was uh, was Jimmy Connors or Andre Agassi or, or, or Nadal who would bet you can never compare them in that no, sense you, you can only say well at that time but you know in terms of like you said if you do volumes and you do it by trophies and you do well, it by, you know that by success then JT's there isn't he it's, way, just, it's way different back. eras Tony isn't it you see, yeah. this is why I never compare the Chelsea fancast era of Doc to Martin Cheltel with the era of Tony Glover exactly. and Jonathan exactly. Kidd, you see. It's things move it's on and change, you know. Indeed, it's you beyond get, compare. You get a new core. <laughs> you do indeed. It's beyond compare, mate. Anyway, uh, Ben, you're in uh, Mixler at the moment, I know. So, A, thank you for listening in Mixler at the moment. And thanks for a fantastic email. And thanks for allowing us to uh, publish it, which uh, when I get my finger out of my rear end, uh, we will. Now, there's two short but very sweet emails to finish off. So, I'm going to do these, JK. Uh, first is from David Williams. Uh, not Williams, Williams. He says, Hi, Chidge. Long-time listener from the days of Dr. Martin Chell Tell. There you go, talk of the devil. Uh, you and the group have given up a lot of your time and effort in planning, writing, recording and editing the podcast. Yeah, and the others do turn up as well, to be fair, you know. Anyway, as an Aussie, as an Aussie in the arse end of the world... I can't argue with that, can I? <laughs> I can resist we, it. We I'm turn sorry. up, I'm, I'm you awful. do the rest, you know. Uh, I'm reminded of a, of, of a famous Unai Emery quote, which is, ooh, you are awful, but I like you. <laughs> anyway, um, the arse, I mean, as an Aussie in the arse end of the world, I want to say a very big thank you, as you've been a key part of the Chelsea experience that has given me much joy over the years. Well, thank you, David. Uh, I'm on a post-divorce piss-up, piss-off I'll piss up I think or piss off I don't know maybe yeah. it's both I'm on a post-divorce piss off trip and we'll be in London for the Newcastle game on the 21st we'd love to buy you a drink pre-game but need to know which pub you'll be in which is the current favourite many thanks and it would be an absolute joy to buy you a beer cheers David Williams well, well first of all David thank you really kind words very lovely of you to say so Secondly, um, it would be a pleasure to have a beer with you, buy you one and uh, have a chat with you. And if you want to meet up and have a beer with us pre-match, then where are we, Tony? We're in the Cock Inn. It's a lovely little pub um, with proper beer 
and uh, and great great company and a really nice sun trap of a garden if we get the right day yeah a bit of a bummer if it's pissing down a rack well, it's a bit crowded but uh, we'll be fine mate we'll be fine yeah. but come and meet us there and you know don't don't stress about buying us a beer i mean if you want to buy us a beer it'd be lovely but uh, hopefully we can get to buy you one too and uh, we can have a good old chat that's the main thing isn't it Tony? we get to it meet is. people and have a chat with them we do and we really enjoy it because it's just great to i i, I guess and i'll get it with the podding shed occasionally when you meet people and they go to you know you're the you're you're one of our lifelines in the Chelsea because they live so far away they can't get oh. to the games and i just think it's uh it's it's lovely it's really quite quite a nice thing to be involved in isn't it you know uh, yeah, yep. indeed. And if we get there early enough, when uh, you know, maybe Jonathan, because Jonathan has to zoom off to. Um, well, you yes, because he's got important his lair. to see in that, isn't he? And um, well, exactly. You know, but uh, uh, if we get if you get in there early enough, we get in there early. What you enough, get when, Jonathan, you, when you're a member yeah. of the liberal elite? That's what happens. You're just demanded everywhere, yeah, aren't you? Definitely. Yeah, with your butlers and things. <laughs> I don't know. All right, okay. This is the last email of uh, the program tonight, uh, and it's probably my favourite. Uh, not least because I, I know Steve Burton very well and he's lovely. He's a really lovely, lovely, lovely chap. Uh, huge supporter of this show and the Trust uh, and a massive Chelsea supporter. And he says, Dear Chidge, I hated last season. I hated Sarri Ball. I love this season. I love Frankie Ball. 51 seasons not out. Yours sincerely, Steve Burton. How here, about here. that? Here, here. It's <laughs> just brilliant, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. Uh, about Steve. as succinct as I could ever imagine to be, um, because every word like um, the same, apart from fifty-one seasons not out, where mine is forty-nine seasons not out. Yeah, it's yeah. pretty good going, actually. It compares to you, Jonathan. I would have thought. Uh, no. How many seasons have you done then? Sixty-four. Uh, Sixty-four. No. no. Yes. No. You, yes. you're, 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 yeah, but you're 63, so how can that be? No, I'm, yes. I'm 65, Chidge. Are you? Lord yes. above. Well, well, well. Yeah. So you've been going since you were one? You've had a season ticket since you were one? No, my dad took me on his lap and left, okay. me, left, me, in the bar, and left me in the bar. With a bag no, no. of crisps and a Coca-Cola. I no, 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 whiskey with milk. The bar, with the bar staff. <laughs> but no, then, I went, then he used to take me and put me on his lap. Top stuff. Oh, no, I didn't realise that. I'm impressed. Well, there you go. There you go, Steve. You're outranked by JK, but nevertheless, sure, 51 yeah. seasons not out uh, is pretty good going. Mate, I hope I see you soon as well. I haven't seen you for a beer for a long time. It'd be lovely to catch up with you. Uh, right, people, that is all we've got time for on the email front this week. We do love getting them from you. As you know, we'll always do our best to read them out. So if you want to email us, send it to chelseafancast at gmail.com and try to get them to me by Monday morning at the absolute latest. Uh, and uh, as Ben was alluding to, Dean has come up. Dean Mears has come up with a great idea. Dean, being our, our main writer, our star writer on the Fancast website, he says that it'd be a great idea if we actually publish them. Uh, you know, publish the best ones, and I agree with that. But to, I kind of feel that we need your permission to do so, which is why Ben kind of did it within the email. So let us know when you send them in if you're happy for me to publish them. If I don't hear from you, I, this is kind of an uh, uh, Tony would know all about this, but I'm looking for an affirmative kind of thing. So. Uh, if you don't say anything, I'm just going to presume we can publish them. So you have to say, no, do not publish yes. my email. This is yeah, not yeah, yeah. for public consumption. So you, you, Other- you basically opt out. You have to opt out. Yes. Otherwise, you've automatically opted Opt in. in. Yeah, indeed. That's what all the sneaky direct marketing people do. So I thought it'd be quite fun to use their nefarious tactics <laughs> anyway. Okay, right. I'm afraid, people, that is all we've got time for this week. It's been great fun tonight. Always lovely having Jonathan and Tony on together. Uh, we will be back. 
We will be back next Monday at the usual time, of course, 7 o'clock, and I'll be joined by Jonathan Kidd and the legend that is Mark Worrell. And we will be... What a week to look back on, too. We're going to have the match against Liverpool next Sunday. Uh, we may have done uh, the Valencia match to death uh, by doing it on the Love Sports Show, more of which in a minute. Uh, but we'll be looking ahead to the Grimsby game in the Caribou Cup on Wednesday night. Uh, in the meantime, don't forget to tune in to the Chelsea Fancast on the aforementioned Love Sport radio between 7 o'clock and 8 p.m. this Friday. Alex Churchill, Jonathan and myself are in the hot seat, uh, unless Jonathan wants a, a week off. Uh, I'm cool at the moment to come again, Chich. You're cool for cats, Jonathan. Yeah. Always lovely to have you there. Um, we've got a new pre- new presenter because Matt's on holiday. Uh, it'll be interesting. I, I basically said to Charlie, my producer, that he needs to be told that he has to behave himself, otherwise I'll absolutely destroy him on air. You know, that's kind of, I thought that was a kind thing to do, really. Wasn't he there on Friday, Chich? Charlie? No, no, not Charlie. Charlie's brilliant. Charlie did a great job last Friday. Charlie's my producer on the on the fans forum show that I do on the Sunday. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But who we got this Friday then? Uh, we got a guy called Kieran. Okay. okay. So uh, you know, Kieran might 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 not get it. He, he, you know, basically the presenter's job on the Chelsea Fancast Show and Love Sport is to shut up, really, and let <laughs> us do it. You know, and not and not come out with stupid media fueled media driven agendas that are hackneyed cliches if that happens they just absolutely get you know, rinsed by me shut up don't we Chich? well I, i'm worse than that i'm just downright rude remember that bloke who phoned up who, who, the cardiff fan who, who who phoned up and started coming out with all sorts of crap yes and i just i i basically absolutely destroyed him you know because I, I can be a bit horrible on the radio you actually. weren't kind yes well, you know, it's great entertainment. Um, anyway, uh, moving swiftly along. Uh, yeah, so me, Jonathan and Alex Churchill are going to be on the Love Sports Show on Friday. We're going to be uh, talking all things Chelsea, of course, reviewing the match against Valencia in particular, plus a preview of the match on Sunday against Liverpool. Uh, by all means, phone in, join in the show and debate with us live. bit more difficult these days because the show's only an hour. Sorry about that. Uh, not my doing, but uh, it's still fun to do for an hour. It just whizzes by quicker. The number is... 0208 70 20 558. That's also a WhatsApp number. So actually, if you can't be asked to phone up, don't bother. Just just leave a message on WhatsApp and, uh, you know, we can uh, discuss what you have to say. Uh, you can get Love Sport Radio on the DAB network. It's gone national, I believe, now, JK. Is it? It's not just London. Yeah, it's gone national. Things are moving. Things are moving in the right direction. Yes, well done. Uh, so there we go. Anyway, uh, and you can also listen to it online, really. So Radio Player, tune in, lovesportradio.com. Uh, like this show, it's available as a podcast soon afterwards on things like the ChelseaFanCast.com website, obviously, Acast, Apple, SoundCloud, Spotify, and other well-known podcast distributors. And you can follow the show on Twitter at ChelseaFanCast. Me at Stanford Chiz, Jonathan at Jonathan Kid, Tony at GrocerJackUK. And of course, you know what? We did miss a trick, you know, because you were on the show, first show of the season, I think, and we should have said, Grocer Jack, when are you coming back? Oh, you should have done, yes. We missed a trick, didn't we? We can't do it now because you are back. (laughs) Well, I could say, Grocer Jack, when you're coming back, but you don't know that either because I haven't done the schedule yet because I I need to do one, actually. I need to get the message out to you lot uh, this week, hopefully. Uh, Anyway, so there you go. Uh, Check out the website, chelseafancast.com. Many thanks to the bloggers and the regular content uh, that goes up during the week from. At Nick Stroudley, at Clitheroe Blue, at Dean Mears, at CFCGWLB, that's Alex. And of course, the other fan cast <laughs> regulars are uh, at Goalie59, that's Clayton, at Gay17 Marco, at DanSilv73, at Joe Tweedy, at CFCGWLB, uh, at Liam underscore Toomey, 
uh, and at OJ Harbord. Uh, that, I'm afraid, is it completely. Tony, uh, brilliant having you back on the show it's as been ever. Absolutely brilliant, and I really do hope I get a chance to see you on uh, on Sunday before the game. No, you will. If it's Sunday's just for half an hour, just be lovely to have a No, you that. will, mate. You will. You will. You will. I'll be in the pub by about half one, two. I yeah, reckon. same here. Yeah. yeah. So it's a good couple of hours. Yeah, indeed. Should be fun. Absolutely. Good. I'm stuff. looking forward to that. Big game Sunday. Can't wait. Well, uh, Jake, very, very enjoyable. Thank you, Tony. Well done. Indeed, JK. A, a real pleasure to be back on and a pleasure to... And, and actually, just the fun of, of, of us agreeing. Good Lord. Who knew? <laughs> <laughs> Fabulous stuff. Brilliant. JK, as ever, a brilliant having your company of the evening of a Monday. Uh, and I look forward to seeing you this Friday. You will indeed, Chid. Good stuff. Very good fun, as always. Well done. And fantastic yeah. emails, everybody. Brilliant stuff. Great. Yeah, well done. Loved them too. Right, that's it, guys. People in Mixler, you have been tremendous, as ever. Enjoyed reading your comments. Sorry I didn't, uh, you know, bring you into the show more. There's so many coming in, it's quite hard to keep up with it. But you uh, do a grand job, and I love seeing you all in there. So thank you to you guys. Thank you all for listening. See you next time. Until then, keep it blue, keep it carefree, and keep it chill. Up the chill! It's the 90th minute. All your mates around. You've got your McNuggets share boxes ready to go. Your mates already got booked for double dipping and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable. Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times.